0: good afternoon or good evening and welcome to the vanguard for spike rick rothstein cohen <laughs> i am matt Wright, and together we are traversing the muddied waters of freedom
1: hey everybody rick rothstein cohen here i was wondering when i saw the the thing we're going to show later if you were going to do that so folks thank you. do that
0: today or next week because of the thing
1: oh you just did it wrong Well, anyway, folks, thanks again for tuning in to this Muddy Waters Media production. Be sure to share this right now. Share it right now because Mark Zuckerberg and Jack Dorsey and whoever the hell owns Google, none of these people want anyone to see what we're doing. So be sure to stick one to them by, uh, by sharing this. The last thing that we want is for any of you or your loved ones to miss out on a single moment of muddied goodness. Be sure to like and subscribe, and follow, and whatever it is you do on whatever uh, platform you're using to watch or listen to this, be sure to do that. And if you're doing it on YouTube, don't just hit subscribe, hit that bell. Hit the hit the bell, because then that then it'll blow your phone up whenever we put anything new on. And surely you want that. And uh, give the gift of Money Waters today. Kids love it.
0: First and foremost, I would like to thank Siesta Cava, siestacava.com for the cava that I am drinking on today's episode.
1: And allow me to thank Le Bleu, purified, ultra pure water from the from wherever the blue water comes from. It is both kosher and made in America, like me.
0: Full of anaka. Full of So I don't know how many people out there, um, they may have seen that uh, Spike more so than me, but definitely Spike has been uh, getting deep faked a lot of places. And in a few of them, I unfortunately have been.
1: have been, I don't know why you are now being included. It's because, in
0: it's because I asked for them them to stop. Um, oh, I, so I, then made, you can... I was saying, so now I'm involved. However, there was one about a Hallmark movie called There Ain't No Such Thing as a Free Christmas. And I just want everybody to know that should we make that movie, I already have the sweater that was being worn. <laughs> let,
1: me, let me pull that up while we're talking about okay. it. Cause, yeah, uh, I'll, even
0: put, I'll even put on the sweater.
1: I mean, it's really bad and it needs to end. Uh, leave Spike Cohen alone, everyone.
0: <laughs> leave Brittany alone leave, her alone. leave uh, her alone
1: this has gotten completely out of hand I am sick of there we go hey, I, I am pissed pissed.
0: In this Florida winter you look
1: the same as you look in this photo no, uh, no. hold on here we go uh, uh, okay nope There we go. This is... This is what we're dealing with right now.
0: As you can see, I am already prepped for my role. I am ready. Spike just needs that purple dress and long brown hair.
1: This needs to end. Enough. Enough. This episode is brought to you by... The Libertarian Party Waffle House Caucus, the fastest-growing waffle-related caucus in this or any other political party in this godforsaken country, Uh, really, or any other godforsaken country either. Uh, This episode is also brought to you by Black Coffee, spelled B-L-V-C-K, because what the hell? Nothing matters anymore. Nothing is sacred. Nothing. Everything is everything now. B L V C K Brews, blackbrews.com, to taste the most delicious cold-brewed organic coffee to ever be horrifically misspelled. Be sure to use the checkout code MW for muddied waters. Or, I mean, that that could be parsley, the way these people spell. Uh, MW uh, for free shipping. This episode is also brought to you, of course, by Henry McMaster, governor of South Carolina, who is, was, and shall remain a bitch. Uh, Oh, and this episode is also brought to you by personal injury attorney, Chris Reynolds, attorney at law the fastest growing personal injury attorney to be a sponsor of this show.
0: Um, Yeah. So we have a, we have a huge show uh, today. Um, It is the four year anniversary of the very first time these microphones. Well, not these microphones, but other microphones were used to uh, record an episode of a show that later became the muddied waters of freedom. Um, so we have a lot of big stuff planned.
1: Is there background noise on
0: your side? Possibly. Okay. Possibly. Okay. But is my, like, is my, I, I saw that my audio isn't good and.
1: No, your audio is good. There's just oh. something happening in the background.
0: Right. Yeah. There, okay. There, there, there is something in the background.
1: Okay, all uh, right, go ahead. Yeah,
0: because uh, Matt Hicks said Matt's sound is not good. Yeah, um, no, you
1: sound you sound fine though. Anyway, go okay. ahead. For,
0: yep. we this is our fourth anniversary episode. Fourth anniversary episode, um, and so obviously, uh, thank you to everybody out there. Um, we are going to have to do things a little out of order this week, uh, so we're going to have to move the rapid fire because we have a guest on this week
2: yes um
0: we have a guest on this week and he has to be in a meeting at eight forty-five. so we're gonna bring him on starting out and then we'll just read we're just shuffling things all day today um but allow us to bring on aaron cooper writer the owner of brood cafe i believe at brood cafe brood coffee shop in lexington kentucky uh you may have heard about him um let us bring him on now
1: hey andrew thanks nope that's not okay so the way it's going to work is whichever one of you is speaking is going to show up on the left so that's how Uh we're doing that andrew thanks so much for coming on muddy waters to the muddy waters of freedom
3: Oh, thank you, uh, Spike, and thank you, Mike. Um, I figured, well, you called me Aaron. I I'm did, really dude. Andrew. <laughs> yeah, I called you Mike. You're really mad. I just thought it, I just <laughs> thought that's what we were doing today. Yeah, that, I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah. we're just going to. We're just going to roll with um, it. No, I'm just giving you our time. I don't know why
0: I wrote, yeah, you're fine. I don't know why I wrote Andrew down, uh, or Aaron down. Um, uh, Andrew, thank you so much for, thanks so much for coming on. Uh, we definitely appreciate it um now yeah, that's, that you it's
3: it's brewed ca- is a brewed cafe brewed coffee brood, it, it, oh, it no. was uh brewed coffee and beer um okay. i guess right now it's just brewed coffee because the abc <laughs> oh, okay. came in and took away the beer part so right now <laughs> so it's just brewed coffee now brewed
1: coffee uh, and more coffee right Right,
0: just, just, it's brewed coffee. We're just brewing so much coffee here.
3: Brewed coffee and knock on the counter, right? Maybe the beer shows up in your hand. Who knows? <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> so, let's uh, can you tell anybody who already doesn't know why it is that you are now just brewed coffee instead of brewed coffee and beer?
3: Well, um, we got here in Kentucky mandated uh, about two weeks ago to close the indoor dining. and My coffee shop is 90% indoor dining, and we've got a big bay door. I opened that up a little bit. I Googled what was a patio. It said it was a concrete pad with an overhead, and I said, I've got polished concrete floors. I've got a roof. I'll just crack this door open. I'm a patio now. Makes sense to me, right? (laughs) Makes sense. Yeah. Well, uh, Sounds like a patio to me. Yeah. That's what I thought but they banned indoor seating for eating. And obviously I'm like, Hey, I can't, I can't survive with that. So I cracked that door open. And then Karen, that was her real name, Karen. I'm not making that up from the health department came in (laughs) and said, Mr. Cooper I'm here to destroy your business. And I said, come and take it. <laughs> that was the literal post on our Facebook was a picture of the uh, health department closure order and we captioned it, come and take it with a, the nice uh, letters there. So, Right, no, I, I... So,
1: so the contention is that you are, so you could have just the coffee, but you couldn't have the food or the alcohol and no, in I couldn't door. have
3: coffee either. Nobody oh, you can't, can't have anything? Drinking. No, no, they couldn't sit in there and drink coffee, nothing. Okay. Um, and so, you know, a lot of people are confused on this. They're like, well, what do you mean? Just, you've got to go carry out delivery. Okay, here's first thing. Name one time anybody has gotten coffee delivered by the cup. Yep. I mean, what are you going to do, pay eight bucks for a cup of coffee to get delivered to you and it's cold? That doesn't I, make I, sense. I'm
0: not going to lie. I have done that.
3: Well, you know, <laughs> it's well, it's, it's
0: exceedingly
1: rare. Yeah. yeah,
3: yeah. I was gonna say, I, I, well, I, I, Matt, was, I, I can't I, build a business off you, bud. <laughs> <laughs> okay, another one's like
2: you. No, right.
0: I was at I was at an, I was at a convention. I didn't have a car, and there was nowhere for me to get coffee that was walking distance. So I eats it.
3: Oh gosh, was it cold?
0: Well, I got iced for that purpose.
3: Oh, Oh. the ice melted though by the time it was, yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. So, you had lukewarm, watery coffee. That sounds like a fantastic drinking experience, yeah. (laughs) That's how I want people to remember my business. I was gonna say, that's 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 how you want to (laughs) remember that's
1: the business model you want to build it on is all coffee being room temperature. I want to
3: deliver coffee that hot or iced. All of it was up at the same temperature. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're, one temp- we're one temperature coffee. That's it. Yeah. And it's not enjoyable. Right. Um,
4: but
3: <laughs> no, So, so a- you know, a lot of people thought, well, is it carry out a large part of your business? And um, no, local coffee shops don't have carry out as a large part of their business. They do have some. Don't get me wrong. But for your local coffee shops, uh, a lot of us are what they call third places for those who don't know. Uh, A third place is like your Panera, your Starbucks. It's a place where you can go that isn't your home or your office, a third place where you go to work and study. And so that's how our business is built off of. Our our particular coffee shop has a 2,000 square foot dining area and has a rent to match. So if we're not using that 2,000 square foot dining area, uh, we're being crushed by our rent. And so um, when Karen came in, and said mr cooper these people can't be in here i said i'll open my door more she said no you have have 50 percent of your walls missing and i refused and it escalated from there uh we had a hearing yesterday in front of a judge um it is getting very interesting we'll we'll see where we're going with this
1: so basically, you're being punished for the fact that you didn't have the funds or the availability to build a drive-through center, uh, you know, when mm-hmm, you started the yeah. business, and that you don't have the tens of thousands of dollars to build one of these ridiculous outdoor tents that people well, are it's, using. It's,
3: it, it's not even just tens of thousands of dollars. I'm selling coffee here. My average right. ticket's like six bucks. Right. I mean, exactly. how many propane yeah. bottles can I afford? Really? You know? I mean, listen. You know, on a good day, your local coffee shop does five, six hundred bucks on a good day. You know, do you really think they can afford a tent and propane heaters and all that?
1: Yeah, exactly. And
3: and every coffee shop,
0: like I I am a coffee house misanthrope. I will hang out at coffee shops literally all day long, but none of them. Can survive on just to go business. People, yep. people like me who sit there all day long, ordering all of the different stuff while I'm, you know, doing homework or while I'm writing or while I'm doing show notes or editing uh, videos for the show. Like I'll sit there for six, seven hours.
1: I mean, I'm I've buying-
3: had, I've had customers tell me like their accountant asked why they spent five hundred dollars last month at Brute
1: because right. they
3: just sit there all day, yeah, ordering coffee, and and you know once again the the business has that large of a dining area for that reason we're the largest indoor wise coffee shop in lexington um kentucky here and so you know it's you've got a you've got to rent to match you've got utilities to match so the governor throwing us a bone said hey on december 1st you can apply for uh ten thousand dollars to help pay your bills um to which, first off, I qualified for a $15,700 EIDL loan um, six, seven months ago now. And uh, I haven't gotten it yet.
1: Right, right. And yeah.
3: so it, I don't really believe people on a large scale are getting this money because my personal experience with all of it has been uh, 50-50 on if I'm getting it. And then on top of that, $10,000 does not go very far um as i just said our a good day at a coffee shop an average day for us is 400 500 bucks multiply that out we're doing over 10 grand in revenue a month
1: right and
3: yep. the lockdown order alone was for a month and they, you know they're going to renew it it's not like the numbers are going to go down it's winter time everybody's inside everybody's getting sick anyways and they're just probably going to call it covid but well and the reason uh, <laughs> they're getting sick,
1: <laughs> incidentally the reason they're getting sick is because they're inside. The reason that cold and flu season sees more people with cold and flu is because people are indoors around each other more often. So right. now they're telling us to stay inside and, and, and not go anywhere and not go outside well, at all.
3: And what's real crazy, too, is my main demographic is obviously age, you know, 18 to 30, right? Right. And in the entire state of Kentucky, has 4.4 million people, there's been one death from COVID in that age range. That That is their official numbers, not yep. the... Well, you know, this listed is that comorbid. No, no, literally, their official number is one. Um, under 40 in the state, it is 15. Under 30, it's three. I mean, I don't think a coffee shop is is the worst yet. And, and you know, not to go on a rant about the data, but you, the, the study they're all going off of that have decided restaurants are terrible um, is a study done with 150 people that were positive. 150 people that were their control that were negative, And they just asked them both what they did. I, you know, I only have a high school diploma. Um, I did take AP problem stats and they yeah. taught me something that said um, correlation doesn't exactly mean causation. And uh, generally speaking, if you're going out at all, you're probably more likely to get sick in general. And, uh, you know, I don't know about you, but uh, I tend to always go out to eat when I'm going out. Uh, that's generally part of my plan is to right, right. dinner or lunch and so but what's funny about that study is they had a specific question for bars and coffee shops and only three percent more of people who tested positive went to bars and coffee shops of the people who tested negative but yet they lump us in with the restaurants which were two to one in the same category
1: and the absurdity is like you said correlation does not mean causation It's also really, really falsifiable. If you have data that's based entirely on anecdote survey, right? So it's based on, hey, did you do this? No. You have no idea if they did or didn't. You don't know if they said yes because they want you to think they're cool and have friends that they go to restaurants with. You don't know if they said no because they don't want to be judged by the fact that they went out to a restaurant. Like, You're not actually testing whether they did or not.
3: Well, you know, 70% of those people also said they wore a mask that tested positive, so.
1: <laughs> well, it sounds it sounds to me like there's a high correlation with mask wearing. Maybe that yeah, ought to be I know, paying.
3: right? They actually, I believe in the in the study I was looking at, the ones who tested positive actually wore their masks more in their reported question than people did That doesn't surprise. Now, do that I think that's surprise. actually true? No, I think, though, they tested positive, and they're like, were you wearing your mask? I'm like, oh, of course I was. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so how many of them were going... No, I didn't go anywhere. It,
1: you have no way of knowing that data is so easily falsifiable. And like you said, they're destroying people's livelihoods as a result of that. $10,000 is like, what, 14 bucks, 14 days, 15 days of, of your average revenue.
3: Right. It's, it's not there. And on top of that, too, and this is what people don't understand. You are not asking business owners to forfeit money only. Um, and, and, and people keep saying, oh, it's about money. It's about, that's not what it's about. It's about the fact that I have to look my wife in the eyes and say, Hey, remember all those years, because I've been in business for myself for three years that we had sleepless nights that you didn't see me for days that we got two hours of sleep over the course of 48 hours. The, the time that instead of going on that vacation, we put 10 grand into our payroll, those, those months where we paid others instead of paying ourselves all to build a better future. It's gone.
1: It's gone. Yeah.
3: It's just gone. And I can't do nothing for it. That's why I said, no, I'm willing to comply as far as I can. But once I can't anymore, and my choice is to give up that sacrifice, I can't do it. I can't look my wife in the eye and say, I'm sorry. I didn't stand up enough.
1: I get it. I get it, man. I get it.
3: And
0: everything that I've been saying, like you have been fighting, You have been fighting this tooth and nail, um, which good on you. So many, so many other people who say, Oh, I'm against the shutdowns. I'm against these lockdowns. I'm against these uh, government regulations of my business during this time period that like, they're hurting me. They're hurting me financially. They're hurting my business. Um, You have been fighting it tooth and nail. And even to the point where it could potentially uh, cause You may be held in in contempt. If you don't comply, uh, you may. um,
3: Yeah, I could. I could very well over the next couple of days, I could get arrested for making a cup of coffee in America. Yes.
0: And that was something that was something uh, I didn't know if you were going to be able to come on, because when we started talking about this, uh, you said that you had a court date on Monday. Uh, Yeah, at a
3: court date yesterday. And
0: there was a chance that you could be held in contempt. So you didn't know if you would be able to make it on, which is why I didn't want to announce that you were the guest on the show.
3: (laughs) No, and and I don't blame you because I still don't. I mean, uh, right now, if you're to ask me, I don't even know if we're operating tomorrow. I mean, it is, you know, there's, there's some meetings tonight that we're going to talk about some things. I have no idea. And when it comes to the fight and the pushback and, and, and we're starting to see some things we've got here in Kentucky, the, the people who set it up, they came they spoke to me for a while before they decided to do so. We've got about a hundred restaurant owners that have signed onto a petition saying there's opening up December 17th with 50% capacity, whether the governor allows them or not, they're just doing it. And I, I hope to see more and more pushback like that. Obviously we get a lot of support from people coming out and and, and that's insane, but I want to see more. I know more business owners and how they feel. I know they want to open up. I, they need to open up. They and, and that's the only thing is, is that are you going to just sit by and let them take what you work for? Or yeah. are you going to, fight for it because they're not going to cut you another check. I'm sorry, it's not happening. No. You know, you're you're hearing Biden talk about fifteen dollar an hour minimum wage, which will crush small business. That will crush us. There is no way in heck your local coffee shop can survive a $15 an hour minimum wage. I'm telling you right now, what's going to happen? Starbucks is going to stay at the same price because they can afford it for a little bit. Your local coffee shop has to raise its prices. Market share goes over to Starbucks. Here in four or five years, you have no local coffee shops and Starbucks can up their prices to readjust and all you've done is move the market share more. You hear them talking more about those types of things than you hear them worrying about Oh, what are we doing to help these small businesses that, you know, under the fifth amendment takings clause, we kind of owe something to, Um, you know, because we've commandeered their property for public stolen
1: their property. Exactly.
3: And they're stealing
1: your property by taking your livelihood from you. And I know you said, it's not about the money. It's not just about the money. But it's also about the money. You have to pay your bills, you have to pay a mortgage, you have to pay your, you know, loans and everything else. You have to pay everything that that everyone else and maybe even put some money in your pocket and do things you'd like to do as well just like everyone else does. They're stealing from you.
3: Well, and it's and it's, you know, in January of this year, I was worth 3 million dollars. I got a food stamps card in the mail yesterday. Yeah. I like it is literally taking people who were if, if you're worried about tax money, though, we all know yep. how we feel about that. But you're taking people <laughs> who are taxpayers yeah. contributing into the system, yep, really. and, and and you've to to what you say all the time. They've broken my legs, yep. and then they made me fill out paperwork to get. The and crutch. I got a 50-50 yep. shot at yep, getting um, my crutch. Of getting your crutch, and then yep. and then if I'm not thankful for the crutch, I'm skewered on Facebook and on social media by all the people saying you care more about money than you do people's lives. And I'm sorry, but. Going back once again to the numbers, three deaths under the age of 30, how many suicides and overdoses? I mean, in in Lexington alone, in the month of August, we surpassed the amount of overdoses we had at this same point. I'm sorry. In August, we surpassed the count of overdoses we had last year. So every overdose death since August has been a surplus over the prior year. Oh, wow. And you can't tell me that's not killing my generation more do our lives our generation more sorry guys um do our lives do our lives not matter too i mean you know <laughs> d- no, does it true. not matter yeah. Yeah. if we're dying i i'm really confused but i thought lives matter and and i guess they just don't i don't know it's a i mean problem. yeah it,
0: it is a massive it is a massive problem and we we here at Muddied Waters we, from the beginning we were saying how this you know these uh, quarantines and these lockdowns and shutdowns and all that they're gonna they're gonna cause uh, massive depression yep. people are gonna drink more people are gonna do drugs more you're gonna see a lot more people having uh, alcohol related uh, injuries and illnesses you're gonna see a lot more people having overdoses and you're seeing that and you're right to a lot of people in charge. They are looking at this and they're saying, "Okay, COVID, uh, COVID might kill 0.04 percent of the population. So we need to shut everything down. We need to shut everything down. But in doing so, we are going to forget about the people who have depression issues, who have addiction issues, who are uh, struggling to get by, and then they're just going to fall into a bad pattern after that. They're going to go. They're going to be pushed to having to do."
1: Long after this is over, exactly. Right. Long yeah. after
0: this is yep. over.
3: Well, yep. and you and you look too. Look, look at the state of Kentucky too as well. So right now you can't sit down at my coffee shop legally and get a cup of coffee. But you can go gamble at the casino that's at thirty-three percent capacity. Yep. You can go watch the UK basketball, University of Kentucky basketball game. I forgot you guys don't live around here. And Uh, The number one source of cases in Fayette County based upon testing, once again, I'm not saying I believe their data, I'm just using it against them is coming from the University of Kentucky, which is open 100%. Now, why is that? Because if they don't collect their tuition, if the state does not collect those gambling money, they will go insolvent. So they've decided to leave those things open, especially gambling, which, you know, a lot of gray on those slot machines now. I don't think yeah. that's a not-at-risk demographic out there pulling the handle. Yep. But, uh, but they've decided to leave those things open in their terms, risking lives because the state can't afford it to close. Why can't I make that same decision for my own family?
1: Right. Well, you answered your own <laughs> question because you're not the government. I I wanted to uh, bring this in. Uh, our one of our, our big fans, uh, Matt Hicks, asked: Is Chris Weist involved in your in your suit or he's, anything? Or have you?
3: Yeah. So he's my civil attorney. Okay. And good. then, which is he's my civil attorney, and then. Um, which he, if you go to the Brood Facebook page, you can actually watch the entire hearing from yesterday. Okay. Um, Cause we, it was on also, zoom and I, and I, and I live streamed.
0: I, I actually, <laughs> I shared that into the muddied waters group yesterday. Oh, okay. As kind of like a teaser of who's going to be coming on.
3: Right. Right. So Chris is my civil attorney. And then go I've got a team of five from the Nash Marshall criminal attorney here. Now, a lot of people ask themselves, well, why do you have a criminal attorney? Um, because things can get iffy. So if the worst case scenarios I've been told is I'm looking at a year in jail, um, which is the worst case scenario, Wow. best case scenario, a couple of fines and it's a crapshoot.
1: Now, have you
3: considered
1: rebranding yourself as not a coffee shop, but a Biden Harris victory rally sit in center?
3: Well, I thought about that. Um, actually, in fact, in the in the hearing yesterday, my the judge asked the health department, "What is the because di- here venues are allowed to have a capacity of twenty five people," and the judge goes, "Why is a venue any different than a restaurant? Why can't a restaurant have twenty five people?" And the health department goes, "I don't know. We didn't write this order. The governor did. We think maybe it has something to do with taking your masks off to eat."
0: So,
1: so they're not so even what, able to competently uh competently defend their their, their the, no, the order that they're
3: and 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 if the brief we filed beforehand, they knew that question was coming. Because that's what we filed in our brief. They Are you telling me hours hours that government
1: is incompetent?
3: Yeah, <laughs> they had hours to prepare for that question and their best eh. <laughs> I think something about I, taking your mask off to eat. I don't know, man. I didn't write it. <laughs> well, you no. probably,
1: I don't know if you feel comfortable answering this or not, but just based on that, it's kind of sounding like maybe the judge might be a little bit um, amenable to your argument or or at least has some, some thoughts going on there about how this might not be the best idea. Now, I, like,
3: um, yeah. my lawyer has said that there's been a ruling and my lawyer has said that I should not acknowledge the ruling okay. because I am unaware okay. of the ruling. Um, but there has been a ruling I'm told. I haven't read it. I'm unaware of it. Okay. Um, I haven't heard about it. Maybe if you Google about it, you might find it.
0: No, um, I just try. I, I literally just tried to do that. And there, there is no new news on it.
3: Oh, okay. Gotcha. No new news. Okay. So yeah, we're all in the right. dark on the this side <laughs> of things and I do not suggest anybody to go Google it because there was not been any news within the past hour about this. Um, but I, I do have a meeting here in a bit. I still have time though. Don't worry guys. I still got like 10 minutes, but um, we are, we are figuring out what the judge comes back with and then, Let's say he comes back with something saying we have to completely shut down. You know how far do we want to take it? As right. far as right. are we, you know? Because because here's the bottom line. I mean, the whole thing started over my family, and you know, I'm not trying to miss my son's birthday here in six days. He's turning nine. I'm not trying to do those things, but at the same time, I want to have something to leave my kid. And you know, I'm 28. I don't have a high i only have a high school diploma it is hard to think will i ever be at this point will i ever be able to build back again um a lot of people are like oh you'll do it again you'll do it again and it, you That's, know it's very easy yeah it's there's easy a to reason say that. why yeah yeah see see there's a reason why this is this is a dirty little secret there's a reason why all the very successful businessmen um are the ones that stump for the most amount of communism and socialism okay They feel guilty because they feel like they got lucky and they don't feel like if you took it all away from them, they'd be able to do it again. And they think they got lucky and they feel bad about it. And the way that contributes in is a lot of times successful business people just feel like they got lucky and they don't know if they can do it again. And I feel the same way. I don't know if I could build back again. I'm
1: not going to lie. I I honestly believe that the reason that the most wealthy support these things is for much more sinister reasons than that. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, I'm not talking about the very high wealth, the very high
3: wealthy support these things for completely different reasons. Because it just shuts out
1: their smaller competition. Exactly. I'm talking
3: about the, you know, mid tens of millions people that are like 10 million, 15 million that that don't have so much money and influence that they're gonna be able to benefit from regulation, but that for some reason, they always seem to be more liberal. Now, and,
0: from from what I've read, and correct me if I'm wrong, because again, everything that I'm going on is stuff that I have seen online while I was looking, uh, looking up information about this. So everything that I've read is since they came in and they told you you had to shut down and you sort of were like, gave the finger to the order, Everything, um, people have been showing support and showing up. Yeah. So should, should the worst happen and you have to,
3: uh, Oh, that's mine. Oh, okay. I
0: was like, sorry. Oh, Oh, you're good. Um, (laughs) should, should the worst happen and you have to shut down? Um, do you think you would still have the groundswell of support from all of the people who have been showing up? Giving you support?
3: Well, I think that's what uh, that's what the meeting's about here in a bit is to see how many people show up. Right. Um, you know, we've, we've called a community meeting to talk with the business owners in the area. Um, depending on how many show up um, will determine a lot of how we move forward because you can feel like you have a lot of support when you have a couple hundred people online sharing and commenting and everything else. Yeah. But the yeah. question is who's going to show up to where, you know, we, we had a case a little bit ago in Kentucky that was um, not a case I, I I supported, but this case regarding an individual named Kim Davis. And I don't know if you remember this, but when gay marriage was legalized. Yes, yes, yep. She, would refu- she was a, a, a marriage yeah. certificate, whatever, and she refused to issue the licenses. Right. And she was in jail for one day but because of the amount of protests that and the people outside the prison, they immediately released her. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously I don't agree with what she was doing. Obviously we all think government shouldn't have been involved in issuing marriage licenses and shouldn't be. Um, But at the same time that shows what, if you have enough community support that can be your best defense. And so if I can get together a good defense from community support, Um, then, you know, then I, I, I might feel more emboldened to not follow compared to if, if it's literally just me and like 10 guys that are crap posting online for me, then, you know, maybe, maybe I, I, that isn't a good defense and what's best for my family.
1: You have to think of your family here. Like it's one thing to say, I'm willing to go to jail for this, but you're not a single guy. You have to think of your family. You have to think of being able to provide and help them. Um, You know, so you, you have to make some, some, you know, adult decisions here, but if you've got the support behind you, then you can do it.
3: Right. And you know what? The health department doesn't want any part of this. I mean, obviously they have offered to give me back my, so, so how this worked was the health department came in they're like, Hey, you're not supposed to be serving. I was like, yeah, I feel like I want to anyways. And then they, you know, Long story short, they pulled my license to serve food. They then tried to call the Lexington Police Department to come arrest me and shut me down. The Lexington Police Department said, nah, I don't want any part of this no. and said they wouldn't come. And so they then had to go get a, a – then they had a file against me in court for an emergency injunctive order from a judge telling me I have to close to get the police to actually enforce it. Because these these mandates are not um, in the traditional sense, they do not follow Kentucky revised statute laws. So police won't enforce the mandates. But these entities like the health department can do things to put then get it to a point where police will enforce it, which is what they've what they're doing right now. Is they're trying to get it to a point where they can get the police to actually close me down. And so you know it's it's a it's a mess there
1: for serving coffee again right this is yes we're talking about serving coffee and i already uh, yeah. know there are people going
3: during a pandemic
1: you can go to walmart you can go to uh, mm-hmm. uh kroger you can go to costco you can go to restaurants you can go yep. to church you can go to all these different places here, here what- in
3: kentucky you yep. can get a lap – I can literally go down the street and get a lap dance at a strip club called Deja Vu because they're 18 and up and they don't serve alcohol and no food, so the health department doesn't regulate them. Yep. So I can literally go down there right now. There, there's and, one of those in Nashville. Uh, get, yeah, I can literally go down there and get a lap dance right now. I can go get some strange woman sitting on my lap yep. during COVID, but yep. I can't go but sit can't down with a cup coffee of drink coffee
1: several feet away from everyone else at a reduced right. capacity. Yeah. Great. Right.
3: I, I can't do that, but I can do that. And and what's crazy is, is, is you bring up that shopping thing and everything else. So during the hearing yesterday, there was a point where uh, the mask mandate that we have issued for Kentucky came up and it came up where when they had came in, there wasn't people wearing a mask, but the health department cited me for it, but they never actually asked if anybody there was, um, not was was uh, medically exempt from wearing a mask right to which the health department responded with well if they can't wear a mask since they offer other services like curbside and to go they shouldn't allow people in without masks so basically So walmart can say you can't come in without a mask because they offer curbside or delivery of their groceries so there's a way for you to get your groceries that involves you not going into their building so so they can deny you service if you can't wear a mask that comes from the ada now here's the interesting thing is that not the exact same argument we use as to why people who are susceptible from covid can just stay home they're saying people who can't wear a mask can just stay home And we're saying people who are who or or
1: just stay outside of the business and have it brought to them or whatever. Yeah.
3: Right. Right. And yet We're saying the same thing about people because, you know, COVID is not exactly new. It's been around eight, nine months. We know who the at risk groups are. It's not hard to figure it out. You know, hey, are are you over 50? Yeah. Are you overweight? Yeah. Are you or do you have other health complications? Yeah. You know, you're probably at risk. Right. And so. Keeping that in mind, there's all these services we can, I mean, it's 2020, you can get your groceries delivered, you cannot leave, you can choose to not leave your house. And, um, you know, it'd certainly be easier for the government to spend money and not that I want the government spending money and doing things, but it would certainly be easier for them rather than trying to issue us EIDL loans for tens of thousands of dollars that do not solve the problem. Instead, spend that money on services to get seniors their groceries. That would also also solve the issue, but yet we're not seeing that because you don't get to control others. Yep. Now, Which the, is what this we, is all about. Yep.
0: We had a very important question in uh, the chat, and Jared Curry wants to know, do the strippers wear masks at Deja-? They do.
3: I heard wow. they do. I don't actually know that. When I called up there to confirm this, like, days ago, before we put a post on it on my Facebook page, Right. Um, I, uh, I, uh, Sorry, when I when I went up there and I called him, Destiny told me. She said, sugar, <laughs> I got to wear a mask. But if you take me into the VIP room, I'll take it off. <laughs> and I was like, whoa, that's getting real well, that's not going to slow quick. the
1: spread. This I know. Is, this I'm is pretty destiny. That, That's going to
0: speed that spread right on up. It's going to spread right? pretty easily like, after
3: that, Destiny. Goodness. Are you telling me you're willing to break the law in the De- VIP room? Destiny,
0: <laughs> destiny sounds like a super spreader. I uh, know,
3: <laughs> in more ways than one. Super. <laughs> hey.
1: Oh man. So, so you're still formulating based on the level of support you get, what you're going to do moving forward, which makes perfect sense. What makes no sense is the fact that they're even doing this to you in the first place. It is utter absurdity. It is. I love to say it because I love throwing it in their faces. It's anti-science. Because the World Health Organization said last month, actually two months ago now, because it's now officially December, they said two months ago that... Long-term lockdowns do little to nothing to affect the overall spread of COVID-19. And that in the meantime, they do irreparable economic and social devastation, child malnourishment, homelessness, spousal abuse, domestic abuse, addiction, overdose, untreated illness, all sorts of other things that happen as a result of telling everyone, just stay inside forever. It doesn't work. It's a six-year-old's response to hearing that there's a disease going around. Everyone stay inside to win. I don't know. That's what, that's policy right now. And it is not based on science. It's based on fear and, uh, and, and, and leveraging that fear to control people.
3: And, and it's, and, and you said it, you know, it's a six-year-old's response. I mean, you know, we've, we've been making some posts about it, but it is a failure of leadership to not be able to creatively problem solve. and that is what we're seeing we're seeing leaders that do not know how to solve another problem other than hitting it with a hammer saying ah there we go i fixed it (laughs) it. you know (laughs) like fixed it i just we did it patrick we saved the day i know i did it i'm all good no i like like what's creatively problem solved let's like figure out a way to engage our community to like hey let's create a shop for seniors program where while you're at the grocery store you purchase, you pick up a list to purchase groceries for another person. That has submitted it in and paid for it already, and then you drop it off on your way home. I don't know. I just made that up as i was sitting here. Something, I, <laughs> yeah,
1: so,
2: exactly. And,
0: and you know what? That is
3: a better plan. And than that is anything that the thing
1: government you just has come came up with, <laughs> sitting here spitballing off the top of your head, is better than anything else I've heard in terms of uh, mitigating this illness. I got a good one. How about they stop restricting the kinds of tests that can be put out there? Greatly increasing the number of tests and the availability of them so that we can more quickly find out who has or does not have COVID. That would have been great. Or getting well, rid of certificate of, that, that exactly. certificate of need laws that greatly restrict access. No, I know. I know they yeah. are. I'm actually working with uh, someone who's going to be running for office in 2022. Raymond. Uh, yeah, Raymond. Ray, yeah, yeah, Ryan yeah. Raymond. He On runs that a GoFundMe
3: in our, our product page for us. Yeah, <laughs> no, burning. listen.
1: It's absurd. Uh, Kentucky, I think there's uh, 5,700 uh, beds fewer, ICU beds fewer than you would have if those certificate of need laws didn't exist. Right, those are the kind right. of ideas that would that only exist. Be, the, the, the realities that only exist because government is standing wrong. Going, no, you can't do that. Why? Because that's here on this sheet of paper. Exactly what you just went through in the in court. Right. You can't do that. Why?
0: I'm not really sure. Well, I think I it has something why. to do with masks. I don't know because. <laughs> Masks speaking. He can't have 25 people because they take... Masks take the,
3: off the, to eat. But the, you the, can't the eat popcorn in. in the movie theater.
1: COVID, when it looks at popcorn, it looks similar to COVID
0: and it goes... Oh, we're
1: already good here, and it, yeah, it flies right, away. We're that's that's we, why we have the already
3: popcorn. taken
0: over this. We've already taken over this theater, so we're. It's good. like
3: a defensive mechanism. It's a defense mechanism. Oh no, there's
1: already COVID here, and COVID's very. It's not a social virus, well, so it, it you know, sees uh, itself and it goes. It leaves.
3: I heard COVID only likes good movies too. That's why they haven't released anything worth watching. Ah, uh, so that's like, why the theaters are that's so safe. The I,
1: oh, another I know, I, Ryan Reynolds vehicle. Okay, I'm gonna. Leave. <laughs> I,
3: I I know
0: most places. Uh, apparently COVID doesn't work after 11 o'clock at night because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that is when all the bars have to close down yeah. because well,
3: co-
1: that's
0: when COVID you comes also, out. Yeah.
3: You also hear, you know, when bars were open, if you sat at the table near the bar, no COVID. But if you sat at, at the, bar, the bar, COVID, COVID. Right. But the bartender driven. is just – all in that COVID cloud making my drinks though. So I have a lot of questions about what are we doing for risk mitigation for my bartender? Because <laughs> apparently she's just in this whole COVID She's cloud. in the COVID zone. That, so you that, we were- That's why my, she wears that paper mask. My that's wife it. and
1: I were my wife and I, yeah exactly. My wife and I were driving back from something we went to and we stopped at a visitor center to use the restroom and the visitor center, usually there's two different ways to leave the restroom and go out to the, the door to leave and one of them was blocked off, and as we were leaving we had to go around the long way and uh, and as we were leaving, my, my wife said, "I wonder why that's blocked off I went COVID." she said, it's not because of COVID. They probably and the guy who manned the place said, no, it's because of COVID. We are not allowed to have two entrances uh, out of a bathroom into the main entryway or something like that. And it was like, yeah, that'll stop COVID. If no one walks <laughs> through this hallway, that's where the, all the it. COVID is.
3: I love it when all these businesses are just doing things they never wanted to do in the first place and blaming COVID. Like I was in Qdoba the other day and I was like, yeah, can I get a glass of water? Like you got to buy a bottle. And I'm like, why? They're like, COVID. I'm like, you sure you just don't (laughs) want to give me a free glass of water? (laughs) Sorry, sure.
2: The
1: the shake machine, milkshake machine's broken. It's COVID. It's got COVID. It's COVID. COVID. It just came down
3: with a case of COVID. This is
0: legitimately McDonald's' heyday because they can just say everything that's broken. Everything is
1: broken because of COVID.
0: Everything that's broken, it's. We called out our
3: guy to fix it, but. He was COVID. near somebody who was near somebody that tested positive for COVID. So. Milkshakes
1: are filled with COVID. Sorry. You can't have a you milkshake You got to wait.
3: Our Oreo guy had maybe a sniffle the other day. So we don't want him coming by. So <laughs> <Oreos. laughs> Soft serve <of laughs> ice
1: cream we have. No milkshake. Sorry. I know. Like
3: like you could literally get away with anything if you just claim it's COVID's fault.
1: It's I ridiculous. Mean, it's, it's it is crazy. ridiculous. Well, Andrew, I know we're, we're, we've kept you way longer than we yeah. were originally supposed to. I know you've got your meeting with your attorney, but know that we are standing here with you whatever decision you make. You have allies here at Muddy Waters Media, right. and there are a ton of people uh, that are in the comments that are supporting you on Facebook and YouTube and Twitter and everywhere else. Where can people reach you if they want to be able to uh, keep in touch with you and, and support you and find out more about what you're doing?
3: So you can go to our Facebook brood. We keep that pretty up to date. Um okay. I created a parlor today because Dan know, actually tw- tried to parlor at us, um, you know, tagging us in something. And everyone was like, oh, get a parlor. And I was like, okay. So <laughs> we have a parlor um, today. And I forgot the handle. I think it's at Brewed Coffee. But right. I heard it's hard to find people in parlor, anyways. So, uh, but our Facebook page, we keep pretty up to date with what's going on you see announcements you can just google brood um you know we've been pretty you know on the news as far as it goes we, we make the front page news just about every day around here in these parts um
0: yeah you just so you know you are at brood coffee on parlor Oh, okay um, at brood did, coffee on yeah. parlor
3: there you go i don't I, have I very many to, followers there well,
0: but uh, you just gained muddied waters media as oh a nice follower.
3: Nice. So, and, and so follow us there, you know, depending on what the judge hinges is down and depending on our support, depends on what we do. Um, I know the health department just wants the bleeding to stop. They're begging us just take back your food license and do to go and carry out and stop going to the media and telling everybody what terrible people we are. Um, and you know, they, they keep leaving that option on the table for us. They really want us to do that. I really don't know if we can survive or not. I mean, you know, obviously with the amount of tension we got, the calculation shifts, 'Cause we've got more business coming in and you know, maybe now that more people know about us, maybe we can survive on carry out. But at the same time, I don't like just one man's whims telling me yep. whether or not a person can pick up coffee or not. Which is and literally
1: what this is. You have Governor this is just deciding, you know, uh, uh uh willy-nilly who can and can't be open based a lot of, on who's greasing his pockets.
3: Uh, right. And a lot of a lot of elected leaders in the in the state leadership have have gotten in communication with me um and a lot of federal ones too as well and they they have informed me that the way andy Beshear, our governor makes his decisions um this last lockdown mandate apparently he walked in um to the to the republicans right which keep in mind they run everything else other than the governor's chair right. and walked into the republicans five minutes before the press conference and said I have five minutes. You can ask one question as he then went off and shut down an entire industry.
2: Now
0: it correct. Correct me if I'm wrong. Are Do a lot of the restaurant owners in Kentucky, are they uh, planning a protest for December 14th that they're going to open? So,
3: yeah. So that Seven, gentleman 17, there, 17, he right. came down to brood. He met with uh, me and we talked and, you know, his conversation with me inspired him. To go ahead and start this protest, KRA Kentucky Restaurant Association has jumped on board. That's the largest uh, kind of lobby group for restaurants to the government. Um, they've jumped on board with it. A lot of people have jumped on board with it. Um, you know, you know what? If if we go down, but two hundred other restaurants open up on the seventeenth, that's a victory. You know, um, if we go down, and that means that Bashir doesn't lock us down but opens up restaurants mid december because he's worried about how much more rebellion he's going to get right, that's a victory right. um you know we, we've got to define what our victories are here and if if that's the pushback we need to get the victory that's it um but you know i, I mean listen i'm not getting the 10,000 andy offered he already told me i'm disqualified uh, <laughs> cuz i went and close. um you know we A lot of people have been saying, oh, you did this as a stunt. Listen, I didn't call Karen from the health department down. Um, You know, as as far as our GoFundMe goes, anything that we don't use for legal defense, and, you know, my attorneys have been very gracious with me, um, will be refunded back to whoever donated. Um, You know, we're not doing it to make money off of the event. We're not doing it for any other reason that I literally just couldn't afford to close. And, you know that's that's just it i just couldn't afford to close and you know if you guys want to support that great we have some cool t-shirts too that ryan raymond made for us uh you can go on our shop and look one of them said the first revolution started with tea well the second start with coffee um (laughs) that's i i like that a lot (laughs) i like that a lot yeah that one's a pretty good one and then um another one we have that's been a good seller is a coffee first revolution second um so that's been some, some popular shirts there.
1: So well, we like it. We stand with you. Uh, Andrew, keep fighting the good fight. We yeah. support you hundred percent. And, uh, and thank you so much for coming on. We greatly appreciate you coming on. Money waters of freedom.
3: Thank you, Spike. Thanks so much. Um, thanks, man.
0: Appreciate it. <laughs> thank
1: you guys. See you. They're destroying his entire livelihood they, over they crushing it.
0: Yeah, no, they are crushing his entire business for the sheer fact that
1: for the Bashir uh, fact,
0: for the Bashir. Oh, uh, for the Bashir fact uh, that they need to symbolize that they are trying to do something.
1: In addition, so we talked about how Henry McMaster is a bitch. Andy Bashir, also a bitch.
0: Uh, Seth Thomas Benton says Andy Bashir is a massive tool, and yes. you know, I am a fan of that. Now, anybody anybody out there who's watching, uh, go follow Brood Coffee on yep. the different social medias. Show mm-hmm. them support any way you can. Um, I I think he he said he had a GoFundMe. He didn't say what the GoFundMe was. Um, I think the GoFundMe is
1: just. Oh, you're saying like what the address is.
0: Yeah, uh, so people can go out if you want to support the GoFundMe.
1: I think it's just on his Facebook pa- on the on the Facebook page for
0: Brewed Coffee. Okay, uh, find the GoFundMe, donate what you can, help out any way you can because uh, Andrew is a great guy. And his name is definitely not Aaron, uh, but and Andrew is a great guy and. As superfan Sarah Anderegg says, his spirits are super high, even during this time. Like, this has to be a really stressful time for him, and he is able to still come in here, laugh, joke, and smile, and that is massively enlightening like it, it lifts the spirits uh they just posted in the facebook group uh if you want to support and you can order beans k-cups and merch from Brood Co, brewedco b-r-e-w-e-d-c-o dot my shopify.com and you can uh get some of their merch and beans and k-cups and such there um so go out support brood as much as you can support Andrew and his family and everybody else that works there because, and he's right. The $15 minimum wage will crush his business. Oh yeah. Just as quickly as Bashir did or Bashir is trying to anyway.
1: And for the same reason, because, uh, because the, um, the big corporations want it. Uh, Walmart, Amazon, all the major com- Microsoft all the major companies that either aren't paying anyone a minimum wage anyway, they're already paying any- everyone over 15 bucks or they can afford to pay that cost. Right. They're fine with it because they know they can afford it, they can eat the cost, maybe raise the price of things a little bit, but they can eat it. They know that their smaller competitors cannot. So they go, we support workers. No, you don't. You don't support workers. You support getting rid of your your smaller competitors and and, and flouting your own regulations that you push whenever you want to because you know the government won't enforce them against you. That's the whole point of it. Uh, And it's just – it is brutal to watch the weaponization of government because here you have government imposing itself in a way that – greatly, greatly benefits large businesses at the expense of literally everyone else, and anyone who speaks out against it is labeled uh, a COVID denier who hates my grandparents and wants them to die. There's no nuance here at all. It is impossible that someone could actually say, you know what, I think masks and social distancing and all that stuff is a generally good idea when you're feasibly able to do so, but you can't shut down the entire world... And expect the outcome of that to be better than the outcome of a virus naturally spreading. And if the government did actually care about stopping the spread, they'd get out of the damn way of healthcare workers so that they could actually work to slow and stop that spread in the first place. So it's just utter nonsense. And I I hope he prevails. And uh, it just needs to end. All these things just drive home why we need to grow the libertarian movement into something that can unseat these people and just get rid of them so we never have to worry about this kind of nonsense again. but we were happy to have him on as a guest. No, absolutely.
5: I'm,
0: I'm I'm super glad that he came on. now.
1: Now, speaking of coffee,
0: I was gonna say, I don't know how to segue into the rapid fire from that.
1: Speaking of coffee, (laughs) here is the segment we usually do at the beginning, which is the black coffee, cold brewed, caffeinated, rapid fire segment brought to you by black brews, coffee, uh, spelled B L V C K go to blackbrews.com and use code M W for free shipping, Matt.
0: That's right. Now, uh, last week, a 10-foot-tall monolith was found in the Utah desert by a group of scientists who were counting goats, and God, I wish I was making that up, because that is a fun sentence to say out loud. Um, So... (laughs) This monolith was found, made news all over the place. You may have heard about it, but over the weekend, the Bureau of Land Management known as BLM uh, announced that the structure was removed from the public lands by an unknown party. And the reason that it was removed by an unknown party was because they, it was private property and they were not allowed to touch it. However, oddly enough, Another one appeared in Romania shortly after the first one disappeared. Now, in other hard to explain things from this week, it was reported that Joe Biden won a record low of 17% of counties and ended up with the largest vote total in history.
1: That actually doesn't surprise me. That speaks to the increasingly polarized nature of voting, where a, a an increasing, you know, it is just these highly centralized coastal and, and high, uh, high population areas that are overwhelmingly voting one way. And these, you know, large sprawling rural and small suburban areas that are overwhelmingly voting another way.
0: So normally, so normally I would agree with you. Uh, normally I would agree with you, but in these cases, uh, when Obama won in 08, he won with 28, I believe it was 28% of the counties and he had 60, uh, 69, 000, 69 million votes, rounded, 69 million. Right. Um, it wasn't on the nose. Uh, when he won in 12, he had 22% with 64 million. Right. So there, so there was a drop-off. This I'll, was I'll vote, another yeah. 5% drop-off. But he jumped up in votes by 15, 16 million. Now, that is where that's where I'm like, hmm, something about that seems off. Those numbers don't add up in my head. Um, and yeah, there's going to be there's going to be demographic shifts. You're going to have a lot right. of older people who are passing away and a lot of younger people who are moving in and becoming uh, voters. Voting
1: age and, and yeah, yeah.
0: Right, voting age. And for the most part, the older people who are going to be dying off are going to be more conservative and the people who are going to be coming in are going to be more liberal. However, the 16 million jump is... It doesn't make sense to me. Well, it you know, I would normally
1: sense. say this, but over the weekend, uh Joe Biden did weigh in on this controversy. Oh. That was the wrong one. that was uh, the wrong, that, that uh, was definitely over the, the long thing. weekend, Joe Biden did uh weigh in on this controversy.
5: And I had a nurse at, at uh
0: nurses at uh, Walter Reed Hospital who would oh. bend down and whisper in my ear would uh, uh. go home and get me pillows. They would make sure they'd actually, probably nothing ever taught in, uh, you can't do it in the COVID time, but they'd uh. actually breathe in my nostrils to make me uh. move, to get, get me moving. Uh. Now, so I have seen that video, I don't know how many times since I first put it into the notes, but something just clicked. The nurses would go home to get him pillows. Yeah. The pillows at the hospital at Walter Reed. Not good enough. No, no. They
1: went home to get pillows. He,
0: they went home. They got the good home pillows. Yeah, they got they got their pillows and brought them to him.
1: Mom, can we get hosp- pillows at Walter Reed Hospital? We got pillows at home.
0: Pillows at home. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Now, speaking of Joe Biden. Oh. He... <laughs> He gave a speech last Thursday on the day of thanks um, to a church. Uh, and for all of you out there who thought that possibly the stress of the campaign was causing him to say all these crazy things. Mm-hmm. And now that it's over, he would, he's going to have, have less yeah. of those moments, less yeah. gaffes and stuff. You would, well, we can, with the help of God heal. And if we do, and I'm sure we can. We can proclaim pers- the Palmist.
1: The palmist.
0: With the Palmist who wrote the palmist. these following words. <laughs> the Lord is my strength and my shield.
1: The Palmist.
0: The Palmist. The palmist. I'm
1: Jewish. And knew he meant the psalmist.
0: I'm I'm glad because uh, I heard that and I went, I don't know what he's talking about.
1: When that palmist hits.
0: Uh. Yeah. When that palmist hits. Uh.
1: You know, back in school, they called me the uh. palmist.
0: The palmist.
1: Four years uh. of this, guys. Well, uh. up to four years until he dies. This is... Or, or, or
0: 20 gets 25th amendment down. or
1: gets 25th amendment it did, did uh, uh right. <laughs> it, it's cuz guys it's not going to get better
0: it's definitely not getting this
1: better this is dementia he's only going to get more you know ronald reagan they they joked about his last couple 2 3 years in office where he started going downhill he was getting older he was sleeping more he would sleep during meetings he would sometimes say some goofy stuff. Biden is starting off worse than Reagan did when he was leaving. Yes. This is bad. Reagan at the end of his term was able to give, was still able to give very coherent speeches. It was when he would talk off the cuff that it would get weird. Biden's been like that forever. Now he's having a hard time with the speeches. He remembers what the promised. What the
0: palmist? He's been having trouble with a teleprompter for a while now.
1: I got news for you. If you don't vote for Joe Biden, you ain't a (laughs) palmist.
0: Four years of this. Four years. Four years of palmists. Come on, man. Come on, man. Come on, man. Come on,
1: man. man. Corn Pop was a bad bad dude. dude. Corn Pop was a bad dude. Now, thankfully, uh, the good news is Donald Trump's not going to be president anymore. So you, you take... You take your you take your victories where there is
0: a silver lining.
1: It's that it's that
0: it's that now Trump has admitted that he would vacate the White House. uh, Should the Electoral College select Biden um, should select Biden. The Supreme Court fails to hold up any of the lawsuits about election fraud or even
1: refuses to hear them.
0: Now, however, sources have said that he is planning a competing event for Inauguration Day to announce his run for 2024. And this is not a joke. <laughs> that is not a joke. I mean, we I, should, when I, when we I wrote should, that, I said, I'm going to have to get a graphic because everybody's going to think I'm kidding. This
1: is honestly not only is it not a joke, it's what we should have expected. Right. There was no way that Donald Trump is going to allow the fact that he's no longer president to keep out him the from making everything still about him. And what's going to be interesting is to watch and see if the media continues to let it be about Trump. I think they are, and here's why. He's way better for ratings than biden is and for the part of the media who prefers biden over trump all you got to do to make biden look more palatable is focus it on trump and if you're part of the 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 right-wing media your voter base is part of the cult of personality of donald trump right there is no downside if you are part of cro- of cro- corporate media, there is no downside to continuing to primarily cover Donald Trump. I don't know if it's going to work long term because people, a lot of people that I know who didn't even vote for Biden, who either voted for us or even some that voted for Trump because they didn't like Biden, they breathed a sigh of le- relief and said, well, at least we won't have to deal with Trump anymore. And I'm thinking, yeah, no, that's not how it works.
2: Mm-mm.
0: No, he's not going it away. Back to the Apprentice. Could you imagine that season? Like, would NBC hire him back?
1: No, it would have to be on like OAN or something like that.
2: Right.
1: It would be like on the Blaze or OAN. Yeah, it Probably not even the Blaze. It'd be on OAN. Right. Oh man, or it'd be on Twitter. He'd just have it on Periscope, and then they'd right. have they'd have things come up saying we dispute everything in this episode.
0: Right. None, none oh, of my this is Lord. real. None of this is real. Now, speaking of Trump, now a lot of you may remember if you tuned in last week. Yes. um, We discussed Sidney Powell being disowned from the Trump campaign for saying some questionable things about uh, (laughs) Georgia Governor Kemp and Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger.
1: Because if there's one thing that the Donald Trump campaign hates, it's disparaging people close to him because they didn't completely act in lockstep of whatever he wanted them to do.
0: And... And, and yet, what she said, what she said, which I'm going to paraphrase, yes, is that the Georgia Governor Brian Kemp and that Brad Raffensperger um, took money to include Dominion voting systems yep. as their primary voting way, the thing. Um, now on Sunday, in the first interview since he lost. The president blasted the use of Dominion voting system machines in Georgia, placing blame on Kemp and Raffensperger for approving the use of the machine. He said, everything has to be approved by the legislature. And they had judges making deals and they had electoral officials making deals like this character in Georgia, who's a disaster. This character in Georgia. What's that?
1: This this character in Georgia, a Republican...
0: (laughs) A, Sorry, a Republican Secretary of State. Yeah, everything has to be approved by the legislature. Nope, and the nope. governor's done nothing. He's done absolutely nothing. I'm ashamed that I endorsed him. But I look what's going on. But yep. But I look what's going on. It's so terrible.
1: There is an upcoming election. Yep. Happening in Georgia, which will Georgia. decide. Which There's party control the controls Senate. the Senate, and not just that, it'll decide whether there is any opposition in control of either house of of uh, of of the Congress against Joe Biden, or if it's a completely Democrat house in Congress. And so, on the eve of this runoff election, that's going to decide this. Donald Trump is primarily messaging that the way of voting in Georgia is flawed for Democrats and is a sham. The implicit message there is that if you are a Republican, it is a waste of time voting for voting at all.
0: Because it's all about him. Yeah. He, 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 From the very beginning I don't know how many of you remember this Uh, Back in 2016 uh, 2015 During the first uh, Republican debate Yep um, I I, I will always remember this Alexander Snicker It was on his birthday And he did a live stream of it uh, A watch along thing um, Sort of like what we do uh, For our debate events When they don't get taken down They did it correctly And you had to have it on You had to have it on your own TV and then they, uh, and then they just talked about it. But I remember one of the questions that was asked was, does everybody here, or please raise your hand if you do not agree to sign a paper that says that you will support the eventual nominee. And Donald Trump was the only one that didn't raise his hand or sorry. He was the only was one the did only who his, did raise his sorry, hand. Yeah. yeah. He's yeah. the only one that did yeah. raise his hand. Uh, he was the only one that raised his hand and there was laughter because you knew that was a Trump framed question. Cause he had said multiple times, I don't know if I'm going to support whoever it is. If it's not me, I don't know if I can support him." And so they asked that question and he raised his hand because the GOP from From the beginning, they were trying to have him not win.
1: Oh, they were horrified. They were horrified. And the reason they were horrified, because I know some of the the people that are in statewide leadership positions in the Republican Party. Mm -hmm. Their concern wasn't even that he couldn't win in 2016. Their concern is what's happening right now, is that eventually the public would sour on him and he would drag the party down with him because everything is always about him. It has nothing to do with anyone else. It's always has to be primarily about him, which means if he loses, he doesn't care if everyone else has to lose in the process of him blaming everyone for why he lost. We just had an election where Joe Biden beat Donald Trump, but where Republicans gained everywhere else. In other words, this was not a blue wave election. It was just the opposite. It was a not a red wave election but actually a red correction from the blue wave of of 2018, but also where they said, you know what we're done with Trump We're, we're sick of Trump, we'll take Biden, Biden fine, whatever we'll take we'll settle for Biden, but we don't want we don't want uh, Democrats. There are fewer Democrats. Uh, That got uh, uh, that got elected back to their houses uh, seats in the house and in the um, and in state legislatures and in state governor's officers. Uh, The only reason that Democrats came closer to winning the Senate is because Republicans were having to defend a record number of seats in blue states because they were defending the seats from the 2014 red wave election that happened, which is a shocker that they were able to maintain uh, or even come close to maintaining uh, their majority. Everyone expected them to lose their majority, even if Trump won. So this was the public saying, no thanks. We're done with Trump. We've had f- that. That was fun. No more Trump, please. And Donald Trump is going to be bound and determined to take his cult of personality and force it to make him make the GOP the party of Trump. And I don't know how they're going to fix
0: this, man. You, he's kind of so probably be the 2024 nominee. I don't so I don't he I think he would be too old for it. I honestly do because do you? he's what 74. Yeah. So he's 74. Biden is right now. I believe Biden is the oldest president. Yes. Right. Either right.
1: one of them would have been the oldest president. If, if, if either one was so elected, they would he, be the oldest would then president.
0: be yeah. older than Biden at the time that inauguration happens. Yes. And I don't, I don't think that the Republican party would reelect him. However, I am not saying that it wouldn't be one of his children.
1: Trump.
0: I mean, I, I think, think it, it will be Trump.
1: No, I mean, I think it's going to be Donald Trump senior. I, 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 really do. I think that, uh, and I think he's going to just
0: way too early to tell. Oh, of course. Yeah.
1: I, I, way too early I to tell. I wouldn't put money on it and there's all sorts of things that could happen, but I, I feel as confident about this as I did back in when we were talking in like 2018, talking about who was going to be the nominee and we were like it's going to be biden everyone's like ah oh, bernie Sanders. no it's going to be biden no, It's oh, going to be biden. Uh, uh gosh what are their names now uh mayor pete, pete Buttigieg. Ma- it's going to be biden
0: ma- mayor pete's on the list of uh potentials for u.n okay the, ma- the mayor of south bend is going to be the, the, man the head of the, who- the
1: the person the ambassador to, to the u.n I, mayor Pete is the most like if i had to put non and and make up make it a person it would be mayor Pete. M- milk toast milk toast just have you seen him kiss his husband no so if you had to come up so you know the people that are like i'm fine with people being gay i just don't want them to put it in my face they could watch mayor Pete kiss his husband and go i'm fine with that like they they go and they're like and then they they just like continue doing their thing it's like two like goldfish
0: i so i've seen him eat a chicken wing and that is the most disturbing thing i've yeah he looks like a rat like at some cheese yeah yeah that's that's where can't trust a man that eats a chicken wing that way
1: I don't trust anyone who does anything that way. <laughs> if you, if, if it, you, if it, if, if it is ever corn, make the,
0: if it is corn, I accept it and make that face. Well, maybe not make the face, but the, oh, the if motion. But it was the, the face. Yeah, because he's got that. A, he looks like Mike Shashevsky when he's angry. Um, that's speaking, a of which, theory, right? speaking of which. Speaking of which speaking of sports jokes
1: so I okay so quick prediction okay who do you think's gonna do you think the uh, uh, Purdue or uh, Ossoff's gonna win the the runoff in Georgia and keep in mind you may not know this but Shane Hazel who was the Libertarian nominee uh, he, he what's that were you telling me that no, I'm telling the public. Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> I was like, I, I, no, I know, I know you're Shane. a
1: member of the Libertarian Party of Georgia. I know you know who Shane Hazel member. is. Oh, yeah. but I know I, I know him well. Yeah, so so Shane Hazel, uh, who who was the uh, LP nom- uh, candidate, um, he obviously didn't make it to the runoff, um, and uh, the Republicans have been trying to court his supporters. So Rand Paul came on his show, pretty good show. But it ended in Shane saying, yeah, it looks like, uh, you know, the, the the Republicans. And he actually kind of got ran to admit that the Republicans don't back up what they say. Um, and as a result of that, uh, Senator Purdue, who previously had said he was going to be on Shane's show, he sent a message to Shane saying, well, uh, because you don't think that there's, you know, any difference between Republicans and Democrats, I don't see much use in coming on your show. So I'm going to go talk to people who recognize the need to uh, make sure the Democrats don't take control of the Senate. In other words, I'm not going to try to convert voters who aren't sure who to vote for yet to vote for me. I'm I'm going to go talk to people who already decided they were going to vote for me.
0: I'm going to take my ball and go throw it into my echo chamber.
1: And my echo chamber is largely going to not vote because our party's leader
0: president told us not to just told him not to (laughs) because the president and uh, i was talking i was talking with a maga guy earlier today and Mm -hmm. i did not get a chance to uh fact check this but he said that trump is going to georgia this weekend i don't know if that's true um uh
1: i know he's going on the uh i i know he's going hold on he is going soon it might be this weekend yeah yeah he's going to he's going to georgia how do you think so I guess that's your that's the question for you Matt and for uh and for you folks that are that are watching do you think Trump's going to help
0: in Georgia So I think Purdue wins
1: Okay okay
0: I think Purdue wins Uh Kelly Loeffler – Possibly I mean I'd, that one's tough I don't know um The, the Republicans need both to win. Yeah. Otherwise it is a virtual tie, which Kamala Harris makes a, a Democrat lead. So the Republicans need both to win, but who is that? Warnock? Is it Warnock against uh Loeffler?
1: I think so. It's Ossoff against, uh,
0: against Purdue,
1: Purdue. And I think Warnock against Warnock, Loeffler. Right.
0: Yeah. Um, uh, I, however, if if one win if Purdue wins, I don't see how Loeffler would lose. Because you would imagine same vote totals. In imagine. Theory,
1: yeah, I mean you would In think, theory, especially yeah. as polarized an election as this is.
0: Right. And for a runoff.
1: And for a runoff where it's like, okay, but runoff, who do so you really you want? Think that no
0: ma- yeah, so yeah, if Purdue wins, I think Loeffler wins. Hmm.
1: I don't know who wins. I'm 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 trying to figure out whether Trump's going to be a net benefit or a net harm in whatever I, <laughs> he does this weekend. I think he's going to go down there and not even help himself and just be like these these vote these machines, Dominion and De- Hugo Chavez, and I think he's gonna I think he's gonna really demoralize <laughs> the exact voters that uh, that uh, that uh, uh, Loeffler and and Purdue need. And what's crazy is it, they can't do anything to rebuke him,
0: so it's, they can't so it's, do any, They have to just take it. <laughs> it's a hundred percent going to depend on which Trump shows up. Like whether it's the I'm still bitter about this election and Georgia screwed me over and the Dominion voting systems made me lose and these are the worst voting systems in the history of voting. So it, if that guy shows up, hurt. If he goes down, he's like, we need to rally behind the behind David Perdue and David Kelly Kelly Loeffler and. We need to show up and vote and whatever. Um, He helps. So it it really depends on how angry he is that morning. Yeah, but here's the
1: thing, though. No, and I agree with you how he comes in. But I think even if he comes in chipper, it's inevitably going to go into, I was robbed. They robbed me of everything. Dominion, these voting machines. It's a sham. It's a big travesty. And the, the courts are covering it up. And this governor here that I wish I hadn't endorsed him. He sucks. Hugo Chavez, like I really I I'm I've never watched more than a couple minutes of a Trump rally. I might watch this one.
0: Right. I might watch I, this. I would one. watch it. For
1: the same reason we that I might watch stream this one. a train wreck. Oh wow. We'll have to find out what it is and see if we can yeah. do that.
0: See, um, see if that's possible.
1: So uh I love the comments here. Our supporters are all very right. They're like, it doesn't matter who wins. Uh, you know, a Republican wins either way. Uh, uh, doesn't? Uh, libertarians always win because we get proven right when these people suck. Um, so you know, it's it, it, this is all. It's all good. You guys are right. You guys are absolutely right. Uh, someone's saying that Trump's going to say, "Show those rotten Democrats that we can win even with their fixed machines." This is and that's the message. Is like, let's go win. Right with this sham of a system that robbed me and you of our of our votes let's do it again a couple weeks later i i am i am oh uh, patricia marie asked what type of drinking game for the rally any of them you'll die of an overdose of alcohol
0: any anytime he says the word dominion rigged
1: no (laughs) you will die you will die you will that was like saying up, law
0: and or anytime they say law and order, anytime they say that.
1: law and order, you will die. A, a drinking game with Donald Trump right now is either going to be you die or you're stone sober. Like it's not, man, it's how- not. Yeah. Yeah. It's man. What a time to be alive folks. So speaking of which, um, speaking of being alive, now it's time for the personal injury attorney chris reynolds attorney at law anchor call-in moment where you we take your calls uh your messages that you left on anchor uh which you can do at any time you can go to anchor f- anchor.fm slash muddied waters and leave messages for us there's also a little button there to leave a donation if you want to you can give us give us money
4: give us money give us money
1: but uh, you can you can go on there and leave messages, and we answer them every week. Uh, and we have quite a few, quite a few questions
0: from from three people. We have fourteen messages. Oh God,
1: we have fourteen messages from three people. Let's get and, right on that and right now.
0: Nine of them are from Laser Legend.
1: Nine of them are from the Laser Legend. So uh, let's get started right now with a message. Oh, a message from Chris Reynolds. That's been a minute
4: personal injury attorney Chris Reynolds here with your AOC Millennial Minute. The Supreme Court has decided to hear arguments on the case involving whether or not illegal immigrants should be counted in the census and the ramifications that would ostensibly have on things like how many House members are allocated to each state and federal funding estimates say essentially that You know, a few states would probably gain um, a House member and a few states would probably lose one. Um, The bigger thing probably is the federal funding. Um, But I wanted to kind of get your guys' opinion on that or if it's going to be one of Matt's favorites, the good old PCA. Um, And I also wanted to get your guys' opinion on whether or not this should even be decided by the judiciary or if this should be something where the law has changed. Thanks.
1: So first of all, it should be handled by the legislature, preferably not the courts. But what's a PCA?
0: I don't know what a PCA is.
1: I assumed it was something soccer related.
0: It uh, it uh, it might be. I don't actually know anything about soccer. So
1: I want to hear your thoughts on this first. Do you think that uh, people that are here illegally uh, should should be able to uh, count in the census?
0: Um, So I don't think there should be one. I don't think there should be a census. I don't think they should be taking a record of us. Um, since there is one, n- honestly, no. And that could be my GOP coming through, like the the roots that I that I grew up right, with. Right, right, right. Like I don't think we should have a census. We should not have a government-funded and backed census. Since we have one, uh, no, I don't think I don't think so. Um, so I, th- I think. Go ahead. But it should be it should be handled by the judiciary as opposed to legislature.
2: You
1: do think the court should handle it as opposed to th- the? Yes. Okay. Um, yeah. I th- I think
0: that they I, I think that the courts will say whether or not that was in the framing, and then you just have to accept it.
1: So sticking with what the founders intended as opposed to creating a new legislature. Okay, that's fair enough. Right. Um, so my thought on this is I would be a little bit more agreeable to the idea of, well, it should only include people that are, you know, legally able to participate in, you know, voting and, and, and all that stuff if it didn't include prisoners. So our census includes prisoners. And there are some rural districts where something like 98% of their population includes prisoners that are in their zip code uh, or in their, you know, census metro area. And they get way more federal funding. They get way more state funding. They get way more representation than they would otherwise get because they are counting these massive prison populations, even though these are towns and and counties that sometimes only have, you know, a few hundred or a couple thousand actual residents uh, or actual, you know, residents that aren't there in the cage. And uh, and so I think if we're going to argue that the only people that should be counted are actual citizens who have the ability to vote, they should be not be they should not be counting prisoners and they should not be counting people with felony records who are disenfranchised from voting. Um, And if they are counting them, then I think that they should be counting anyone, because then the purpose of the census becomes how many people are here.
0: That's fair. I and I can I can accept that.
1: But I would be I would be fine with them saying, no, it's only the people that are able to actually, you know, legally participate in the system. Okay, great. Then don't include prisoners. And really, they shouldn't be including prisoners anyway, because unlike people that are here illegally, the prisoners still can't choose. So either way, they should not be including prisoners um, because the prisoners can't choose where they are. If you can't choose where you are then you shouldn't be counted in anything. You know, that's what was actually trying to be avoided during the three-fifths compromise uh, uh, when the founding of the, the Constitution, that, you know, you couldn't count a full slave as a full person because they're not allowed to vote. But now they're doing it with the, with the, new, the new breed of slaves that are, that are in our prison system. So, you know, we, we, we did away with the three-fifths compromise and have something even worse now. Um, so that, those are my thoughts on that. And PCA, I don't know what that
0: is. I I have no idea what that means.
1: No idea what PCA is. So here's the next one from Chris.
4: Personal injury attorney, Chris Reynolds here with Trump time. With only about 50 days or so left in his tenure. um, I think a lot of people are are wondering whether or not the things that are more specific to um, President Trump, such as Uh, The isolationist policies that he's had or racism or any of the other uh, things that you would associate with him specifically, whether or not those are going to um, follow over into the Republican Party and whoever the the next leader or group of leaders would be in the party or if that part of it will die off. And so it just kind of got me wondering, should the NFL have forced the denver broncos to play without any quarterbacks thanks I'll so we kind of g- we
0: we kind of covered the first one earlier because you think you think trump's going to be 2024 right now you think i trump's think gonna he's 20- going
1: to be either the nominee or the king maker for whoever is the nominee this is the trump Fair. party for quite some time and I don't think any of his kids have the have the um, the I'm not even sure the, the wherewithal to take over for their dad none of them command that cult of personality like he does uh, as well and then and the only one who might even come close is Ivanka and her uh, her sensibilities are completely different than her dad's so I don't see that happening. I don't see the, the the torch being passed that way to one of them. Now, will one of them run for Senate or governor or whatever? Very possibly. Uh, will one of them run for president? Very possibly. Are they going to command that cult of personality the same way? No. There there are many other Trumpier people that would run as the Trump candidate. Uh, and unless the dad was right there foster, fostering it along, it would be really hard I, 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 I don't see it happening. Uh, I, mean, I, I, so, I what, Go ahead. So you think
0: he, you're think you thinking he's going to George Wallace it. He's potentially going to George Wallace it, where George Wallace wasn't allowed to run for governor of Alabama back in 80 some, or 70-something, and he yeah. had his wife run in his place. Well, my but not, not that he's not what, allowed to run, but he would just have somebody else do it, and he'd just be the puppet master.
1: Possibly, although – i don't I think he's just gonna keep running until they tell him he can't um there there's nothing stopping him. he can run again and he yeah, can he, continue running all yeah, the way he, to the he, end
0: yeah he can he can run and win one more term,
2: yeah
1: he can continue running until he wins another term, and if he doesn't, he can just keep running and right. uh, yeah. I think now I want to address the first part where he so first of all, Trump has not been isolationist, he has been a neocon light uh where he has not started any new wars he's only continued to expand the existing ones uh so he's he's certainly not isolationist or even non-interventionist um although it has been nice not having any new wars for the for the last four years so there's right. that um and when it comes to racism we just selected the architect of systemic racism in the 20th century uh and and his running mate who is one of its most brutal enforcers
0: <laughs> Right, who who, enfor- uh, so, who enforced his rules better than like, anybody else in the country
1: yeah yeah so if you if you want an end to institutional racism you're not going to get it from either party Trump was just the loudest about it that's really what it came down to he was the biggest jerk
0: about it so now, in all you- so what I could see happening is uh Trump runs as a libertarian the libertarians they accept him because he has name recognition he can <laughs> he can raise funds. <laughs> He can raise funds. He he has name recognition, and uh, they they. Oh wait, no, we have a different chair now. Never mind. Um, yeah. Sorry, Joe. Didn't mean that about you. Um, <laughs> it's what happens when you force me into a party. Um, <laughs>
1: I did force but you into the
0: party. You did force me into the party. And uh, as far as the Denver Broncos, uh, the NFL telling the Denver Broncos that they shouldn't have a quarterback to play. One of their quarterbacks came down with COVID and the other ones had gotten too close to him over the last week and a half or whatever. Um, so they weren't allowed to play. So they had to have somebody else. Like I think when their wide receivers became their quarterback. Um, How did that NFL- go? They lost.
1: Yeah. <laughs> they lost. Quarterback is a specialized position. I, I'm not, you know, I don't know a tremendous amount about football, but it's not like moving, you know, a linebacker from this side of the line to this side of the line. And, uh, Quarterbacks are pretty like.
0: The, the wide receiver did play quarterback in college. So at least it, he had some experience.
1: In college. Yeah. Um, in- well that is and his experience in college led him to be a wide receiver instead
0: (laughs) right um
1: which means he wasn't good at it in college
0: but that well he was better than everybody else on that team fair (laughs) like that wasn't allowed to play quarterback that day yeah uh should they have done it i don't know i no i don't think so but
1: is that what their rules say, that they can make you play if you?
0: No, so they, all of the quarterbacks were in too close of contact with somebody who had COVID, so none right. of them were allowed to play in the game. They, I don't know if they tested the people or it was inside the window before it would be testable. Uh, so they just said, no, you guys don't have a quarterback. Figure it out. And no, I don't think that they – should have done that but this is the new normal this is what this is the new normal and we're all in this together uh, we're all in it together and we need to make sure that the multi-millionaires on the football field who have excellent health care
1: we're all in this together
0: Okay. Yes, Cameron Cogan, Cameron, uh, I think is how you pronounce Cameron your last Kogan, name. Yeah. Uh, the Broncos did have the option to forfeit, but why?
1: You might as well just put the wide receiver out there and tell him to throw like he did in college. Right. Wow. All right, here's the next one. It was against the Saints, too. Hello,
3: hello. Alex from Virginia calling in on the Chris Reynolds Personal Injury Attorney, Attorney at Law Anchor call in line. I have a question today for Matt Wright and Spike, Maccabee, Miller, Cohen. Um, (laughs) We're about, let's see, nine days out now and have a very important question for the two of you. What's on your Hanukkah wish list? Thank you. And also, I want to wish you guys a happy birthday, well, the
6: complex entity of muddy waters a happy birthday and four oh, more nice. years four more years
2: oh yeah it's four years it's four
0: years we yeah, had we our one first ter- term
1: and we're not yeah, term we're limited first... oh, we are not
0: we hopefully yeah hopefully I mean, not fa- facebook might term limit us um four more years um, four more years. um
1: first of all thank you so, for mackabee miller that's beautiful um also
0: uh thank you for Wishing us a happy anniversary, Yes, Thank you, term.
1: Happy birthday, anniversary.
0: And so, super fan Sarah Anderegg. I'm a, I. I don't know if you can look at me and say that man is not Jewish, but I am not Jewish. However, uh, my beautiful, wonderful girlfriend Sarah Anderegg got me these shoes for Hanukkah that she just could not wait to give me.
1: Did she make those or did someone make them for you?
0: She, somebody made them. Those somebody, are she, awesome. She, she commissioned this pair of Chucks with our logo on it. I'm going to get the other one off here. That's,
1: those are beautiful.
0: They, they yeah, no, they are. I, I opened it and I was very excited. Where's the other one? There it is. And so these one, muddied Waters of Freedom right there on the side.
1: And what did the other one say? Truth?
0: Uh Yeah, that one says Truth. On that side, and then yeah. it says, "Hang on a second, got to cover up a word: uh, justice and equality." And then a word that we don't really believe in. And then on the other side, it says freedom and liberty. On that one, what is it the is, word that
1: it that we don't believe in?
0: Uh, democracy. Oh, okay, okay. I thought it <laughs> yeah, was the, like
1: I thought it was like something terrible, or something like some kind of like disgust that was like, you
0: yeah. Know. No, I I opened them and I I got misty. I wouldn't say I teared up, but got a little misty because that is a a very... uh,
1: That's a very thoughtful gift.
0: That is a very thoughtful and very personal gift. And obviously she knows me quite well. Um, And I love her very dearly. And thank you so much for those because they are awesome. And I will wear them all the time.
1: She's been just filling you with delicious Jewish pastries and oh, yeah goods. Oh
0: yeah. my lord. Kugel and Babka and Holla. Holla. <sighs> holla. Holla. Um, holla. um <laughs> no, there is no new baby on the way for anybody who is asking. Um we she is not pregnant yet. Um <laughs> not for lack of trying though. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um yeah, no, I keep every time she puts up because I'm, you know, I'm friends with Sarah. And, and so I, I see her stories and on her stories. And she's got all this stuff. And I'm like, I'm not angry. <laughs> I'm just far away. disappointed. I'm just a little <laughs> not, disappointed. I'm not angry. I'm not I'm mad. Disappointed. I'm
3: just upset.
1: And I see it and I go, I'm so far away. And I'm certain that that has gluten in it too and it's just very difficult for me oh what am i getting so i also want uh i i i have a few things on my wish list um most of them relatively like benign pack or 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 you know uh uh not really sexy you know practical stuff like i like uh i'm getting some uh i, I hope hopefully getting some cedar shoe trees from my dress shoes and that kind of stuff.
0: You know, I'm you, not gonna you, lie. I would appreciate that. What
1: cedar shoe trees?
0: Oh yeah, for my dress shoes. Yeah, yeah. C- cedar hangers, cedar uh, shoe That's trees. Better. Oh yeah, so kills the
1: odor, keeps the moths away. Yeah. So yep. much better. So much better. So that kind of stuff. I've got, I've got a couple things there. Um, mostly I've reached the point in my life when, when someone asks me what I want for the holidays. I say, I just want some peace and quiet.
0: So if you had to, guess, if you had to guess what I got, uh, the boys who are six and four, the, the two Jewish boys, for Hanukkah, six and four. What do you think I got?
1: I'm scared to even say anything. I don't know. I don't I don't know.
0: I got them piggy banks so they can start learning to save.
1: I mean, that's an age-appropriate gift.
0: It is, And so they have wallets that they can't reach because they would just want to play with it. So I'm going to put... And these piggy banks have like... They're like safes and they get a passcode. So I'm going to program the passcode, not tell them what it is. And then they can just put all of the money in it. And that way they have control over their money without being able to get it. It's a lot like, you know, the bank.
1: Right. Right. So you're teaching two Jewish boys banking very early.
0: <laughs> yes. I'm also like, we, uh, we're going to try to teach them dreidel, which I've recently learned about. And that is just gambling. Yeah. Dreidel is just gambling. It's that is just gambling. That is gambling. I, I am so intrigued to play this one.
1: It's a gambling game. So you're teaching it's on brand. You're teaching the Jews banking and gambling. And gambling. Right. And they're already yeah. in Florida. So they're already they're Florida. already set there. They already go to Florida and yeah. they're not they're not having to relocate to Florida when they get older. Just go I, if you're going to be a stereotype, just do it early. You know. Just be, get all the stereotypes knocked out by like kindergarten. And then you could just sail through after that.
0: I, I'm hoping by the time that the elder one is 10, um, I am hoping that he just opens up like a, a stock trading company and just starts bringing the money in.
1: Well, you're starting them young. You're starting them young. to.
0: Speaking of which, Trying. current
1: Bitcoin price, since we're talking about that, is back down just below 19000 Uh and... Got so close to breaking twenty thousand. Did recently uh, hit an all time high, uh, and uh, and then retreated. Um, but it's staying in that 19,000. It keeps fluctuating between that. Uh, it's going to go above twenty k. It's going to hit that psychological pipe. That psychological. There's going to be enough institutional data behind it to support it going above twenty k. And then it's when that happens, straight to thirty k. Um, that's my personal belief. I'm not a financial advisor. I am simply a humble Jew on the internet. Um, right. So here's the next question
5: from laser legend, Matt Hicks.
0: Here's here the first of many. Hello
5: there, Spike Cohen and guy on left. This is Matt Hicks calling from the lovely, bucolic, peaceful little rural town of Bishopville, South Carolina, on the Chris Reynolds personal injury attorney, attorney at law, Anchor call-in moment. TM, I just want to know how you guys are doing. I don't think people ask you that enough. So, how are you? I'm good. Hashtag laser legend.
0: I, pre- I appreciate you asking Yeah, that, thank you for asking. Matt. I'm doing good,
5: man. Thank I'm, you. I'm, I'm, no, I'm doing
0: well. Yeah,
1: we're doing good. Um, I feel weird. I, I usually talk to Matt Laser Legend Hicks, who also was my campaign manager during the campaign, every day for at least 20 to 30 minutes and i haven't been because the campaign's over we've only been talking maybe once a week now and it's weird because i've been talking to him at least once a day for like six months
2: yeah
1: it's kind of wild so anyway but no i'm doing good we're doing good so here's the next one
0: hey will you do me a favor for the next one because i know that none of these are important will you leave the picture up for his entire question sure thanks
1: absolutely
5: hello there guy on left and spike cohen this is matt hicks calling on calling in on the uh uh uh, chris reynolds personal injury attorney attorney at law anchor call in moment tm uh my wife wants to know how seeing as how we just live with just us Two people can make so many dirty dishes. Hashtag laser legend. How?
1: I don't know. I don't, I don't, how many dirty dish? How, how can two, I assume you mean you and, and Dawn? How can you two make dirty dishes? I, you're, 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 you pigs. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how to answer that. I don't, I don't think I assume that you're using. Are the, are the animals getting it too? Like are, are maybe the animals are getting, are using your plates? Maybe the animals are using your plates. I don't know. I don't know. I don't have a good answer for that. I assume, you know, it's a first-world problem. It's certainly a first-world problem. Um, here's the next question from Matt Leiser, Legend Hicks.
5: Hello, guy on left and, and guy on right, who is Spike Cohen. This is Matt Hicks calling in on the Chris Reynolds personal injury attorney, attorney at law, anchor call-in moment. T.M., I just wanted to let you guys know that uh i just took my first final for law school today and that was hard and i did not like it so now i'm getting drunk hashtag laser legend
6: now
0: i knew that matt hicks was getting drunk just by the sheer
1: number of messages he left just
0: by the sheer because i was on my way to here to uh to uh to uh to uh, timecode productions where i'm at i was on my way to timecode productions who thank you for allowing me to use your studios um for filming this you guys are great um you should check out all of their short films on youtube uh some of them are good especially the ones written by me um but fantastic people here but my phone exploded with message 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 all from Matt Hicks, and I thought, he's, he's, drunk. Yeah, he's, he's drunk. Yeah, he's yeah. drunk. He's drinking, or he is drunk. Now, to be
1: clear, some of the best things that Matt did on as my campaign manager, he did very drunk.
0: <laughs> I heard, I was talking with uh, Anthony Welty in yes. Orlando, and he said that uh, Matt Hicks um, wrote out, how people are supposed to act on the bus yes and he said that it was there were some very strict guidelines but the way that that insane bastard wrote it made it hilarious
1: yeah yeah no there was a very strict code of conduct for the bus and it was written like national lampoon (laughs) and you cannot tell me that he wasn't drunk when he wrote it because it included wasn't
0: such one th- of the rules you can't drink on the bus
1: yes you can't drink on the bus uh and you can't um uh you can't do any drugs on the bus and he made it clear that the reason he was able to drink and do drugs was because he in fact was not on the bus uh he made he actually mentioned that uh and uh <laughs> he said that no one was allowed to hook up on the bus except for me and Tasha and only with one another and that we could do it anywhere we wanted to. And that if anyone had a problem with that, they should just leave the room. Don't make it weird.
0: <laughs> he, he is confirming he was drunk when he wrote that. I,
1: uh, 100%. Yes. Um, yes, he, yes. And, and, uh, no, I think even in the writing, it said something along the lines of I'm drunk right now, but I can be because I am not on the bus. I I think that that's in there. I may, I may be making that up, but he, he, it got very specific in many things that only Tasha and I could do and that everyone had to just take it and be okay with it and not, as he put it, (laughs) make it weird. So anyway, uh, so here's the here's the third from last question from Matt Laser Legend.
5: Hey guys, this is Matt Hicks calling in on the Chris Reynolds personal injury attorney attorney a law anchor call in moment. Let's get this bread. Hashtag Laser Legend.
1: Okay.
0: I want everybody watching this show right now to realize that that was his campaign manager. A very proficient campaign manager. <laughs> very proficient campaign manager. Arguably the, the man most... who just left that message was a very proficient campaign manager.
1: I would put Matt Hicks up against any campaign manager of any campaign in the United States. He is a combination of brilliant, articulate, empathetic, hyper aware, amazing attention to detail, really good at uh at getting the best out of others, very encouraging to people when he needed to be, very, you know, cracking the whip when he needed to be which was not often um machiavellian in his in his you know outlook on how to you know deal with different uh you know uh power dynamics and things like that and often very drunk including right now um so here is the second to last uh, question from matt laser legend hicks
5: yeah, boy. Hey, guys. This is Matt Hicks calling in on the Chris Reynolds personal injury attorney, attorney at law, anchor call-in moment. TM. One last thing before I forget. Uh, I just got a phone call today from my council member from the county council here, and I have been asked to be on the. Zoning and planning board. And my question for you is, what are they thinking? (laughs) Hashtag laser legend.
1: I think that's
0: actually a good spot for him. I don't think like, in all honesty, I have seen Matt Hicks sober and very drunk because I believe those are the only two states of Matt Hicks. Yeah.
1: Sober and sauced.
0: Right. Yeah. Yes. Crossfaded, as he said earlier in the comments. Um, those are those are the two states. His of two Matt states.
1: Hicks. Yeah, he has two gears.
0: Sober Matt Hicks. Honestly, I would back that man for anything he runs for. Yeah. Sauced Matt Hicks. I would back him for completely different reasons. And mainly because I think it would just be absolutely hilarious to see him sitting on a city council board. Soused. Stop. Yeah. Just completely crossfaded, and,
1: and still making more sense than anyone else on there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. And I, and I think especially zoning and planning, it's going to, I, it's going to be times that he'll get up there and, you know, very, very uh, uh, intelligently articulate why government should not be stopping this person from you know getting whatever this uh, you know variance or easement is that they're trying to get, and other times screaming into the air that I'm a free man and no one fucking tells me what to do. Um, largely again the same message, <laughs> just presented now, in different ways.
0: Now, Sarah Anderegg, super fan, Sarah Anderegg. She says, getting sauced with Matt Hicks is the next call-in segment. Now, this is what I'm thinking just based on that. And I'm a fan of this. If people have questions for Matt Hicks, you have to specify Matt Hicks. Um, I am willing to send them to him to grab recordings of him answering those questions while he is wasted and playing them on the air. I don't think he'll have a problem with it. So I'm going to go out and say, if you want to do that, Knock yourself out.
1: Yes. If he doesn't want to do it, it,
0: I will find another drunk person to answer those questions.
1: It's not going to be as good. It's not going to be as it, good because the whole thing is that he's drunk, but we'll answer it like very well. Uh, right. So here is our last uh, seg- question of this segment from, from Matt Laser, Legend Hicks.
5: Gentlemen. Oh, oh, oh. Stop bargain. Stop it. Oh, oh. Good, good evening, gentlemen. This is Matt Hicks calling in on the – Chris Reynolds, personal injury attorney, attorney at law. Stop barking. Anchor calling moment. Um, I'm calling because I need your advice on a thing, right? So just a little while ago, I was out back and uh, uh, there was a fox in my backyard. And I've been having having problems with this fox for a little while now. He's killed a couple of chickens. And I got off one shot at him with the shotgun uh, but I was I was drunk and like fifty yards away, so I didn't hit the fox. I need your advice. How do I deal with this fox? Hashtag laser legend.
1: I just like the thought of Matt Hicks drunkenly firing his shotgun out of his backyard. At a fox. At a fox.
0: Uh that may or may not actually be there. Um, <laughs>
1: um. Well, Joe Biden said, you know, you don't need a rifle. All you got to do is go out back and fire off the shotgun.
0: All you need is a shotgun. All you need is a shotgun. Double barrel uh, shotgun.
1: Double barrel shotgun. Um, You know, I wish I could tell you that I am an expert in Fox remediation strategies, but I'm not going to fool you or myself.
0: You know, in all fairness, all I know is what the Fox says but I don't know how to get rid of the Fox.
1: So, Hey, thanks for calling in. And, uh, thanks again, folks for tuning into this, uh, uh, this segment of the personal injury attorney, Chris Reynolds, attorney at law brought to you by personal injury attorney, Chris Reynolds, attorney at law. If you need an attorney for your personal injury attendance and compensation needs in the anywhere in florida especially in the tampa bay area of florida go to chris reynolds or just look into the ether for this smiling beheaded face hey everybody,
0: uh, matt hicks my good my good friend uh alex snicker who uh used to be the executive uh, i think he's the national executive director for the republican liberty uh Republican Liberty Caucus, Liberty caucus and yeah. He, yeah. Is, uh, he, he ran for Senate as a Libertarian here in Florida. He says, treats. Give the fox treats. Oh. So, uh, treat away. Treat away. If, if, it if treats, Alex Snicker says something, I trust it.
1: Give it treats, and then, sh- I guess, shoot it.
0: <laughs> Lure it in. Lure, Lure it, in. it in with oh, treats. you want a treat? And then just, bow. I got,
1: I got a treat. Boom, boom.
0: Right. Do you like lead?
1: <laughs> so, thanks for that uh, episode. So we have uh, one more topic talking about uh, qualified immunity, which we've talked about quite a bit. And this is a pretty egregious case of why we need qualified immunity. And I'll, I'll let you lead with this, Matt. You did most of the research. You did the research on this, and it is absolutely gruesome
0: it is and uh so just so everybody knows you may remember uh that we used to show videos of really egregious things happening to people um Uh. and then we had an issue where youtube demonetized us for that um so i am putting into the comments right now i'm trying to put into the comments right now there it is YouTube video of what we are about to talk about, uh, so you can watch it should you decide you want to. Um, so back in 2017, Kendall Joseph was beaten and tased by the New Orleans police, causing his death. There's gonna, that's huge spoiler for the rest of this, but it's important you know this up front. Now. Back in 2017, a school official at Gretna Middle School told the the two school officers that a strange guy was nervous and shaky and not walking straight and was loitering outside the gates of the school. They approached him and he ran. This is probably due to the paranoid schizophrenia that he suffered from. So the school officers radioed about uh, the strange man who ran off and officers Eddie Martin and Brandon LeDuff heard the call on the radio. They saw Kendall run by at that exact moment and gave chase. Uh, They chased him into the parking lot of a convenience store and they told him to come over. He ran into the store. He jumps over the counter he jumps over the counter and the cops heard him saying, help me, help me. Somebody call the cops. They are trying to kill me. Um, the officers entered the store, pointed a weapon at Kendall. He jumps over the counter and got into, got face down into the fetal position, which as every good police officer knows that is an attack position. So, um, Martin testified, Officer Martin testified, that he didn't think Kendall Joseph had a weapon, which makes a lot of us wonder why Martin put most of his 300-pound body weight onto uh, Kendall and tased him for 11 seconds, demanding he put his hands behind his back while he was in the fetal position face down. Now, I don't know how many of you have been tased, I don't know how many of you have been tased by, I bet Matt Hicks has, um, but I don't know how many of you have been tased by a police grade taser. I have not. I have only been tased by a normal civilian grade taser. Right. And if you are tasing me with that and you're saying, put your hands behind your back,
3: you cannot. I am not
0: going to be able to do that. You cannot. Um, then Officer Martin beat Kendall with a baton punched him in the face several times, and tased him again. Now, this has got to be where it ends, right? That would make sense. There's no way that this poor Kendall is doing anything. No. Uh, That was when Officer Dustin Costa, one of the additional cops on the scene, kicked Kendall 12 or 13 times and punched him in the head repeatedly. At the arrest of Kendall Joseph, 13 cops in total were there to catch a man who was acting a little weird, who ran away screaming, they're trying to kill me. Please call the police, who ran into a convenience store begging for help, jumped behind a counter and got into the very dangerous fighting style of face down, fetal. face
1: down fetal position. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Face down fetal position, the most dangerous fighting style in all of martial arts. Um, and the remaining 11 officers who weren't involved with the beating and tasing uh, helped handcuff Joseph and place him in leg shackles before carrying him to a patrol car. Now, During the struggle, uh, Kendall made a variety of pleas. He asked for someone to call the real police. Uh, He assured the group that he did not have a weapon, and he called out for his mother. Now, he, like we said, had uh, schizophrenia, paranoid schizophrenia, and he had been experiencing a psychotic episode, and he ended up dying at the hospital from his injuries a few days later. His family... Wants to sue officers Martin and Costa, especially since the deputy police chief, Anthony Christina, said officers responded to a potentially deadly encounter with a much lower level of force and de-escalation of force than could have been justified under the circumstances.
1: How is that a much lower level than what is what would have been justified for them to just open fire on them?
0: I instead putting three and for anybody like if you've watched the video i do wait until wait until later to watch the video but if if you already have watched it you know kendall is built like me and spike yeah he's he's like he's probably about a buck 60
1: yeah yeah he's not a big guy
0: he's not a big guy and you had a 300 pound man put all of his weight on him punch him repeatedly, yep, tase him on. multiple times. And then another man come in and did he punch him in the head or kick him in the head? Cause I don't want to get that wrong. Um, kicked. Yep. Kicked uh, yeah, I Joseph 12 or 13 times yep, and punched yep. him in the head. This is the lower look for a man that is again in the fetal position face down. And how do you know that one it's on the video Two, It was testified by the owner of the convenience store.
1: And we have the now, video. If there's any doubt, we, we have the video of them. Of with them five doing, yeah. different
0: angles, depending on which video you watch. I just yep. grabbed one. Um, so after two and a half years, the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Fifth Circuit, who routinely side with police in these circumstances. They ruled last week that the two officers who beat and ultimately killed a schizophrenic man are not entitled to qualified immunity and thus can be sued over the incident.
1: Now this potentially can go to the Supreme court though. Yes.
0: Yeah. So circuit court uh, circuit judge Don Willett. Yes. Wrote, <laughs> he wrote though, Joseph was not suspected of committing any crime was in the fetal position and was not actively resisting Officers Martin and Costa inflicted 26 blunt force injuries on Joseph and tased him twice, all while he pleaded for help and reiterated that he was not armed. He went on to write, For those in positions of public trust from commanders-in-chief who must take care that the laws be faithfully executed to city of Gretna police officers who, who vow to protect life and property while safeguarding constitutional guarantees, proportional responses are good policy. We expect those charged with executing and enforcing our laws to take measured action that ascend in severity only as circumstances require a disproportionate response is unreasonable. And if it describes physical force inflicted by a police officer it is unconstitutional. We are entitled to count on law enforcement to use no more force than necessary, and we are entitled to enforce that standard as a matter of constitutional law when officers fail to honor it. That is from a Fifth Circuit judge.
1: That's from a federal appeals judge,
0: yeah. That is from a federal appeals judge. That is from the Fifth Circuit who, like I said, routinely... Routinely sides with government officials and police officers in these matters. The needle is beginning to shift. The needle is shifting. Even if it's just a little, even if it's just a little, it is shifting. And that as horrible as this story is just knowing that a difference is being made. It's the, It is the same silver lining that Donald Trump is no longer president on the dark cloud that is Joe Biden is going to be president. Yep, yep. On the dark cloud that is Kendall Joseph died from getting beaten, tased by the police for committing the awful crime of being a schizophrenic, the needle is beginning to shift and we are beginning to see it.
1: Yeah, it's, and this is a positive shift. There are these times where there are social and political trends that are positive. They are often outnumbered by ones that are negative. This is a positive one, and it's a very, very positive one. Uh, there's a good chance it'll be appealed. It'll almost certainly be appealed. Uh, the Supreme Court may or may not hear it. Uh, if they don't hear it or if they do hear it and affirm it, this will be a huge chip against qualified immunity. Uh, and, and we can thank so- Don. Go ahead.
0: If the Supreme Court, if this gets appealed and the Supreme Court decides not to hear it, that would become a per curiam affirmed or a PCA, which Chris texted me, and means that if SCOTUS doesn't touch the decision of the lower court and there's no opinion, it goes to that law.
1: So that becomes case law. Right. So that would effectively end qualified immunity. Well, it would put a huge chip in qualified It, it, it would immunity. put a huge
0: dent. I'm not going to say a up,
1: it. Because up until a now, huge dent. Up until now, all the major cases have resulted in them saying, "Yeah, if they themselves thought it was reasonable, that's enough." Right. We 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 a few months ago had the the case of and I forget the man's name but where the judge gave all the examples of officers harming the constitutional rights and and sometimes taking the lives of Is that the of, guy
0: that was driving the car?
1: He was driving the car and the police came and lied to him and 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 uh, lied about whether or not he had a right to refuse being searched and uh, threatened to arrest him even though they had no grounds to do so and then did thousands of dollars in damage to his car and left him on the side of the road with this car dismantled by the people that were searching it and uh and and the the judge upheld it uh this would be an example of the judges going nope this shouldn't be this is not constitutional and 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 the standard they're putting here is that if it's unconstitutional right you don't get immunity for it that would be a big one that would be huge that would be a huge one and we can think you
0: broke you broke the law you broke the law that you were supposed to be upholding. You're gonna get punished.
1: This was written by Circuit Judge uh, Fifth Circuit Court Judge uh, Don Willett, who is on my short list uh, for justices who uh, I would want to see uh, in the yep. Supreme Court uh, alongside. When, when people I saw like, that
0: he wrote that, I was like, Spike's gonna enjoy this one.
1: Yeah, Don Willett is is one of those dudes. Uh, Don Willett, along with like uh, an- uh, Andrew Napolitano, uh, Jim Gray, uh, and not Alan Dershowitz. Not Alan Dershowitz. That would be a, be a horrendous
0: pick. That would be yeah. That would not be a good one. That would be that'd an be... awful, awful pick. That would be campaign ruining. That would uh... be
1: bizarrely weird for anyone to pick, right? So we'll see where this goes. We'll see where this goes, um, and uh, but ending on on a good note there. And speaking of ending on a good note, as we said before, four years of the of muddy waters media of the muddy waters of freedom, uh, and we have the a little video to commemorate some of the uh, some of the different excuse me some of the different things that have happened over the years, um, where we started and where we're going. And uh, I'm really looking forward to showing this to everyone.
2: Good
0: morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome to the Vanguard. Hello, and welcome to Matt Muhammad's first podcast, which we will be naming later. Uh, I am Matt. With me, as always, is Muhammad. Hi,
6: Muhammad. Hey, I'm Muhammad Shaker. Thank you for joining us. We don't know what we're calling this show yet because we don't really have a great idea of what we're going to call it yet.
0: Uh, we have decided on calling ourselves the Muddied Waters of Freedom.
5: Welcome to the Muddy Waters of Freedom with your hosts, Matt Wright and Mohammed Shaker. Good
0: morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome to the Vanguard. For Muhammad, I am Max, and together we are traversing the muddied waters of freedom. I hope everybody out there on Facebook land is enjoying our very first live video of the show. Hey, that's Alex. So, welcome, welcome to uh, the muddied waters of freedom
1: Thank you so much. Uh, I know I'm filling some some, uh, big shoes right now, and by uh, large shoes, I mean that he actually has large um i guess monstrous feet by the way that sun has to be just brutal to you right now
6: so brutal right now is I'm there all
1: like, uh-huh. right i'm, I'm just back. like
0: and then i'm like just <sighs> when you're ranting i'm like i just find myself just going lower. and then i'm like oh wait i don't look like i'm bored during this rant that i'm not listening right. to i only know so many rappers and I am dredging the bottom of the barrel to keep coming up with new ones. When are you
1: going to call me Rick Rothstein?
0: Today.
1: Today. Next
6: week. Hey, everybody.
0: Hope you enjoyed that video that we just did.
6: Um. the my tell you that I'm awesome. Awesome. I started selling and they bought <laughs> Get not It's the on the wax. Hey, like I got the, <laughs> on the All I want to do <laughs> is hit subscribe. <laughs> it's the <button>. Hey everybody. <laughs> <sighs>
0: I am hot, I am sweaty, but you know what? I am here for the people.
1: That's. I am also hot and sweaty for the people. You know what's got me extra? Hot and sweaty for the people. You may or may not have noticed that. And the people. But I got a haircut. Finally. Yes, you
2: did. Holy hell! And my it is beard
1: not terrible. Out of is it is a good, serviceable haircut. So
6: is mine.
1: Hey, everybody! I hope you enjoyed that.
6: Fuck <laughs> shit! I'm so watching you do this I will not go soft when I say no means no This is true hip hop This is perseverance This is perseverance
4: You just going to release this
6: episode Just make this just release this That's
1: kosher water kosher and made in America just like me
0: And yeah it, You do so much for everybody in the party even those of us who didn't want to be in the party.
6: <laughs> forced us into it. you um, <laughs>
0: Yeah. You bought me a membership. I think that violates the nap. It um, probably
1: does. A coercive right. membership.
0: For a coercive membership in the libertarian party. Um. But you you do so much for everybody, and if that is the least that we can do to show our gratitude for all that you do, I mean you you're an inspiration to so many. And on top of that, I get to have the joy of calling you my best friend and business partner. Thank you, man. So. Yeah.
1: I appreciate you, man. I love you. And I am so I'm just so honored But I just want to say to you, Matt, you are like a brother and you are possibly as much as any other person responsible for why I am here right now. Um, You were the one who first asked me to begin doing podcasting at a time when I was trying to figure out exactly what I wanted to do. Um, you were the one that encouraged me to do that you were the one who uh you know asked me to uh you know take on a role as co-host of the money waters of freedom you were the one who you know was encouraging me to uh do things with South Carolina Libertarian Party and and you have been a great encourager during all of that and of course i mean there you know, my wife uh, Tasha and, and many other people have also been very very big part of that but you have uh you know I love you, man, and you are a, a huge part of why I'm here, and a huge part of uh, of where Muddy Waters is going to go going moving forward. And I'm just uh, I'm honored to be your friend and your and your partner in this, and I thank you.
0: For the future Vice President of the United States, Spike Cohen. I am Matt Wright, and together we are traversing the muddied waters of freedom.
1: So, so, that last oh, clip, what's that?
0: Oh, crap. I was like, there, there there's more. <laughs> I, I, I threw in an after credits. Crap.
1: Hold on. I'm going to pull it up the other way, because otherwise we're going to be sitting here and watching the whole thing. Oh, you I don't, you don't, have, I don't have that yet. Yeah, I don't have that. Good. Um,
2: ah. Go! Um.
1: One second. Sorry, everybody.
0: I, yeah, I threw in a post credit scene because yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> because honestly, that pose, like, I was trying to figure out how to keep it in there and it made me laugh so incredibly hard. Mm, was this going to work? I
2: don't know.
0: I got a black screen. Oh, good. Um,.
1: Alex Snicker, thank hey, everybody. you, buddy. we hope lit- you enjoyed that content that we just... Uh,
0: fucking hell. <laughs> right? What is... Crap. Thank you, Alex Snicker, for saying that was literally the best video. I worked on that uh, yesterday. I put that together.
2: Yeah,
1: that was really good. And for some reason, I can't...
0: That, we, we're going to upload it to the tube of you uh, later. So...
1: Yeah, it's not letting me. Well, that sucks. I'm sorry, I screwed up the post credits.
0: It's okay. It's okay, Spike. But um, yeah, we're gonna upload that to YouTube later. Um, you know yeah, what I can it, do? I can an IT in the guy?
1: in the post credits. I can have that be the video that plays in the credits. Yes. So if people stick around. I'll play the video again for the outro and make that that thing. And I'll probably end up cutting it then, too, because that's how I am. Um, but uh, I will go ahead and I will do that. And that'll be nice for everyone. That'll be a nice thing for you. Um, so, anyway, uh, it has been an incredible four years for Muddy Waters. It has been an incredible two years that – actually, just over two years yeah. that I have been uh, the, uh, the co-host at Muddy Waters uh, of Freedom. Uh, I have been absolutely honored to be a part of this. It is why we and you and I are where we and you and I currently are. Uh, it has been an honor to have Jason Lyon be a part of this. Uh, it, it has been an honor. <laughs> at times, he says
0: he uh, says Jiff.
1: Oh gosh, yeah. He calls
0: he calls him Jiffs, and he thinks baseball is awful. So,
1: yeah, old Jiffs and Lyon.
0: Oh well, yeah,
1: old, old that aside, Gason Lion over there. Old Gason Lion over there. <laughs> uh that aside, he has been incredible and I it's been an honor to have him be a part of Money Waters. Uh I will always be indebted to and honored by uh, Muhammad Shaker who helped put this together with you uh in the yeah. in its formative years uh and was the original co-host here as well. Um he uh as I said and there left behind monstrously large clown shoes if you will Obviously, uh to yes. have to fill uh in his departure he he's and i love him and he he was great as well um i'm very honored to be a part of this and i'm so excited to see where we're going to go you know over the next four years you know we could be like on on like a tv show on an actual like news network on a next network four when year. we when could be on a network doing this yeah.
0: nonsense and for anybody who's been watching since the beginning, I know uh, Alex Snicker has been literally since the beginning. From he the has beginning, been, yeah. yeah, he he has been there, uh, following along with the story, um, and a few other people that were in the comments. I know that they have been paying attention uh, since the beginning as well. And to all of, to all the people who have been there from the beginning, uh, I thank you. Honestly, thank you because I don't know how many of you know this. I did not want to be a podcaster. I did not want to be yet another podcaster. And uh, Muhammad kind of pushed me into it. He wore me down and eventually I said, okay, let's do this thing. Um, And now, uh, four, four years later, four years later, I get to sit there and I spend multiple hours a week hanging out with my best friend here yep. um, to talk about whatever is happening in the news. And uh, we get to joke around and laugh just like if we were on a phone, like you are seeing our phone calls just with graphics,
1: which are also hours long at times.
0: Right. They, yes.
1: And we're literally just doing what we would do on the phone anyway, if we weren't doing this and right. to see it, turn you just into get this graphics and thing.
0: frames. An intro music. Yeah. Our intro music is whatever ringtone we have. And we're wearing clothes. Uh, fair. Fair. Well, we're wearing shirts. But to everybody to everybody that has been here from the beginning and everybody that we've gained along the way, you you literally are the reason that we do this. And we thank you. Um, thank you. Honestly, you are truly, in, every one of you is an inspiration to us. Uh, and you are the reason that we do this online as opposed to just over the phone. Um, some
1: would say that you are the
0: power. Are the power. I actually got a, a letter from you today, which I thought was weird. Um, and, then, and then it had a me. bunch of signed cards and some you are the power pins.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> um, but because, because we love all of you, um, if you go to our store... Which is in the description. Um, from now until the end of the year, until 11:59 on New Year's Eve, uh, if you use the code MWA, which I'm going to put this in the comments, MWA,
1: MWA,
0: yeah, you know, muddied, M for muddied, yes. Oh yeah, see how that could sound different. Um, yes, M
1: as in muddied. W A for muddy waters okay, anniversary.
0: M W anniversary. If you put in M W anniversary, you get ten percent off uh, your entire order. Um, I it, it, honestly, it's the only way that we really know how to say thank you to everybody, and yep. uh, we wanted to thank every single person who has been tuning in, who has been sharing, and each and every one of you have become a small member of my family because. You are the reason that I get out of bed to do these notes, yep, and that yep. I want to make these shows great, and that I sit here in this room or whatever room I happen to be in that week um, to to do this show. Yeah, because that is how much I want to put on a great show for each and every one of you, and and uh, honestly. Doing this is a lifelong dream and now I get to say that I do it and it is the most fun I have every week and some weeks, especially since he's now he's all important VP nominee. Sometimes it's the only time I actually get to talk to Spike.
1: (laughs) There have been times and it's depressing where we didn't talk all week. (laughs) And we just go in like a few minutes before we go live and like, hey, how are you doing? I'm doing good. I was in 15 different states or whatever. We've been able to talk more since things have calmed right. down. But um, yeah. And
0: then, and then as soon as the show would end, he'd be like, I really hate to do this, but I got to go. And I'd be like, yeah.
1: Yeah. Bye. It's I know it's, it you know, it, so if for no other reason, we got to still stay in touch every week um it was good to continue doing the show during the campaign and that was an important thing to me that we continue doing the show during the campaign and there were people on my team who were not all that thrilled about it because i was you know flying around the country they had no idea where i was going to be from day to day and i'm like don't care we have to make it work this is a priority the same way that we need a certain amount of time for sleep i need a certain amount of time on tuesday uh to do the money water money waters of freedom and then eventually i said the same thing on my show as well but Thank you guys so much for being a part of this. Uh, we are only getting started, as I say often, this is just the beginning for Muddy Waters Media. Uh, we are going to continue to grow. We have all sorts of exciting things that are coming, new shows, new programs, all sorts of new exciting stuff that's going to be coming out, and uh, I hope that you stay with us because we're excited to to roll it out with you, uh, and you are our trailblazers that were a part of the Vanguard uh, very early on in our in our beginning, and, and even some of the, the folks that are coming in now, You you are... Uh, like Matt said, you were like family to us, and we are grateful to you. So, with that said, tomorrow night on my show, My Fellow Americans, I will be live with David Gay, the uh, dadman of Liberty Memes. Uh, which is one of the most popular liberty uh, meme liberty, libertarian and meme related venues on social media. Uh, he is also when, the
0: when they are still on
1: social media when they're allowed to be on social media. Yeah, when they're allowed to be there. And they've had a decent run recently. Um, the uh, uh, he has coming on specifically to talk about the Liberty Memes Five Dollar Charity Club. Um, which is a Facebook group that I've been promoting heavily um, and uh, uh, no less than Ron Paul has been promoting it heavily. There have been a lot of people promoting it because what it is, uh, long story short, we'll be talking more about it tomorrow. But basically, uh, you join this group, you pledge to give at least $5 a month, and there are a number of different causes that come up. Uh, Usually different GoFundMe campaigns, different uh, campaigns uh, to crowdfund uh, charity and mutual aid for people who are in, uh, you know, in a need for a specific thing, Uh, small stuff, big stuff, all sorts of stuff. And they have raised hundreds of thousands of dollars uh, for people in need in just a very short period of time. And not only have they done that, but they've demonstrated that we don't need government to get us to help each other. And in fact, we'd be able to help each other even more if we didn't have government in the way making things more expensive, creating more hardships, taking from us and making it where we're less able to be able to help those. Uh, around us, uh, and where fewer of us would need help in the first place. Um, but so we're going to be talking about that. That's uh, on Wednesday. Uh, on Thursday and Friday, uh, tune into my Spike Cohen social media. I will be doing episodes of Culture of Winning, where I interview uh, elected libertarians to talk about their blueprint for how to get elected as a libertarian. Uh, and then uh, have a great weekend. Come back here real, next week. Go ahead.
0: Real, real. Real quick, uh, over on We, the Muddied Waters group over on We, which uh, has a chat feature, so okay. people get to people chat during the shows, and uh, there's some really good back and forth. I just opened it because uh, I saw that it had gotten some action during this episode, and this picture, if the camera will focus, <laughs> for anybody that doesn't know, that is Spike Cohen with laser legend, Matt Hicks himself.
1: We are actually sleeping in that photo. Are you really? I believe so. Yes. That was in Columbus, Ohio. We were very, very tired.
0: And thank you to Jim Lee for posting that one.
1: And I'm pretty sure my wife took that picture. Oh really? Yeah. Like, I think we were like just hanging out and fell asleep. (laughs) We had a lot of sleepless times on uh on the campaign trail but i i loved every moment of it and he's very snuggly oh i could see that
3: he's like a teddy bear super snuggly
1: he was very comfortable he's like a he's like a warm body pillow laser legend body pillow um but so yeah so uh tune in next week uh on monday on my social media i'll be doing an episode of culture winning uh and then tune in next tuesday right here Same muddied place, same muddied time for the next episode of the Muddy Waters of Freedom where Matt Wright and I parse through the week's events like the sweet little autumn monkeys that we are. Stay tuned for that. Matt, if someone were after four years of us existing finally
0: say, this is the
1: day that I'm going to find out about Muddy Waters Media on the Internet. Is that even possible? And if so, how?
0: You know, it would be possible for all of those people who somehow aren't listening to this show and are looking for us for the very first time, but yet uh, are hearing this, right? Somehow hearing this. Um, you could head over to anchor.fm/slash muddied waters. Where if you're one of the old school, sorry, I, I got it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> if all of a sudden they jumped up, I was like, uh oh, no, don't. <laughs> um, If you're one of the old school people who enjoy hearing the sultry sounds of our buttery, sweet voices... Four years. ...who hate the ASMR version of every one of our shows, Meg Jones. Four more years of this at the end of every episode. But if you like hearing the buttery voices, go over to anchor.fm slash muddy. One, two, three... Where you can leave us messages that we will play live on the air for four years. And, and you can also donate money so you can ensure that another four years of Muddied Waters Media happens. It's a menage a of years. You can also find us at muddiedwatersmedia.com where you will find this and every other episode of
1: muddied waters media muddiedwatersmedia.com well that sounds fantastic folks thanks again for tuning in to this fortacular
0: sure the fourth anniversary spectacular spectacular
1: of spectacular of uh, the muddy waters of freedom thanks again for tuning in we will see you tomorrow right here at 8 p.m and where we're going.
0: We don't need roads. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome to the Vanguard. Hello, and welcome to Matt and Muhammad's first podcast, which we will be naming later. Uh, I am Matt. With me, as always, is Muhammad.
6: Hi, Muhammad. Hey, I'm um, Muhammad Shaker. Thank you for joining us. We don't know what we're calling this show yet because we don't really have a great idea of what we're going to call it yet.
0: Uh, we have decided on calling ourselves the Muddied Waters of Freedom.
5: Welcome to the Muddy Waters of Freedom with your hosts, Matt Wright and Mohammed Shaker. Good
0: morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome to the Van Roo. For Muhammad, I am Max, and together we are traversing the muddied waters of freedom. I hope everybody out there on Facebook land is enjoying our very first live video of the show. Yeah, so uh, welcome welcome to uh, the muddied waters of freedom. Thank you
1: so much. Uh, I know I'm filling some some, uh, big shoes right now, and by uh, large shoes, I mean that he actually has large... Um, I guess monstrous feet. By the way, that sun has to be just brutal to you right now.
6: So brutal right now. Is
1: I'm there. Alright, like, I'm, I'm just back. like.
0: And then I'm like just. Yes when you're ranting I'm like I just find myself just going lower and I'm like oh wait I don't look like I'm bored during this rant that I'm not listening right. to I only know so many rappers and I am dredging the bottom of the barrel to keep coming up with new ones
6: when are you going to call me Rick Rothstein I'm closer to a knowledge in my brain shot it up to the next week.
0: hey everybody hope you enjoyed that video that we just did
6: um my tell you that i'm awesome awesome i started selling and they bought them <laughs> I told him get him and I got him, So if you want dope that's not a prize. Hey. It's to oh. the, on the hey. to do is you know. hit subscribe. Hey everybody, <laughs> <laughs>
0: <sighs> I am hot, I am sweaty, but you know what? I am here for the people.
1: That's. I am also hot and sweaty for the people. You know it has got me extra? Hot and sweaty for the people. You may or may not have noticed that. And the people. But I got a haircut. Finally.
5: Yes, you did. And it is
1: not terrible. It is a good, serviceable haircut.
6: <laughs> hey,
1: everybody! I hope you enjoyed
6: that. <laughs> Fucking shit. <laughs> I'm sorry watching I will you do this. Oh, when I'm just gonna release this is episode. Just make this. <laughs> just release this.
1: That's kosher water, kosher and made in America, just like me.
6: And
0: yeah, it, you do so much for everybody in the party even those of us who didn't want to be in the party <laughs> forced us into it um, you a
6: <laughs> yes,
0: you bought me a member. i think that violates the nap um, yeah, it probably
1: does a coercive right. membership
0: For a coercive membership in the libertarian party um but you you do so much for everybody and if that is the least that we can do to show our gratitude for all that you do i mean you you're an inspiration to so many and on top of that i get to have the joy of calling you my best friend and business partner thank you man so
1: I appreciate you, man. I love you. And I am so I'm just so honored that I just want to say to you, Matt, you are like a brother and you are possibly as much as any other person responsible for why I am here right now. Um, You were the one who first asked me to begin doing podcasting at a time when I was trying to figure out exactly what I wanted to do. Um, you were the one that encouraged me to do that. You were the one who, uh, you know, asked me to, uh, you know, take on a role as co-host of the Money Waters of Freedom. You were the one who, you know, was encouraging me to uh, do things with South Carolina Libertarian Party, and and you have been a great encourager during all of that. And of course, I mean, there, you know, my wife uh, Tasha, and, and many other people have also been very, very a big part of that. But you have, uh, you know. I love you man and you are a, a huge part of why I'm here and a huge part of uh, of where muddy waters is going to go going moving forward and I'm just uh, I'm honored to be your friend and your and your partner in this and I thank you.
0: For the future Vice President of the United
2: States Spike Cohen. I am Matt Wright and together we are traversing the muddied waters of freedom. Hey everybody,
1: I hope you enjoyed that content that we just uh,
0: fucking hell. <laughs> <You're> right.
2: <laughs> oh my god.
1: <laughs> We're glad you liked it. Hit subscribe. Why is that hard? I know that <laughs> you enjoyed the Hey. You know when we did the thing? If that's a thing that you like, I've got an idea for you. I think we need to start over. Yeah.